I like to call it the circle of life. Oh, my God, you must stop watching The Lion King. I like that baby lion cub. What's his name? Simba. Trick question, you like it too. Has tardies to the party, Bill Nutter and Dan Riss. Do Avatar to the party when we watch Disney crap and we're watching Disney crap, but it's not so crappy. This is the Lion King. Yeah, we're talking Lion about King. the Lion yeah, King. Can't call it's crap. got lions, it's got birds, and it's got, got warthogs. It's got some chickens, you know. You know. It's, it's got, got hyenas. Are we not going to sing the opening song? I don't know. I know I'm not brave enough to sing that. Uba Chapa Choo. That's all I know. The lyrics is Uba I did see. What? It looks like. Inganamayama is the word for. Oh God, I uh -oh. should not have a white guy try to pronounce African words, but I guess that's the word for lion because that gets said a lot in the opening song because I got the subtitles on while we're talking. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're talking about 1994's The Lion King, an obscure film from the Disney yeah. Library. Not too many people have seen. Um, Very obscure. I'm sure we're not getting any listeners this week because who wants to hear about some fucking cartoon about fucking kitty cats? But done by the b team but yeah that's the funny thing is like yeah look trying to look up uh, i tweeted about this last night i don't know if anyone follows me on twitter but man trying to like find any kind of interesting information about the making of this film there is really none because yeah this was done by the b team mm -hmm. i guess everyone at disney including jeffrey katzenberg was all like oh pocahontas is gonna be the big hit for us <laughs> this lion king shit like that's good for selling well, maybe we'll sell some like not African a got titties meals. But yeah, like, like, kids come running for the great taste of Pocahontas. They love Mel Gibson. Oh, what the fuck are they thinking? Who gives a shit about Pocahontas? I mean, again, who gives a shit about lions? But at least, I don't know. Maybe once they cast Matthew Broderick, they were like, no one's going to want to see this. What the hell is this? Maybe that was it. Why yeah. do you cast Matthew Broderick? I don't know. Why do you what cast a, the kid from Tool Time? What a weird fucking cast. Like, uh, you can tell it's a 90s film because they were trying to be a little more politically correct by like, okay, this movie takes About place in Africa, so we'll get some black people involved, but like... A little bit here and there, sprinkle them in. But when it comes to the lead character, nuh-uh-uh. No, he sir. can't be a white... Even though you don't see him, he gotta be a white guy. It's gotta be Ferris Bueller? <laughs> really? Unless he sings, then we can put but a black kid the in thing, there. that's the thing, because I know... Isn't... So, the producer... <laughs> It's weird that, like, this movie stars both Matthew Broderick and Nathan Lane, and I, who I know went on to, you know, they did their revival of the producers on Broadway. Mm -hmm. I guess Matthew Broderick doesn't sing, though, and despite him eventually becoming a Broadway star, because he doesn't do his own singing in this movie, I don't think. I don't know. Does Simba I don't know even that sing? One. Yeah. I mean, an adult Hakuna Simba. Matata. Yeah, he does it does in he? Oh, yeah, yeah, and he totally sings, like, that kind of, like, top 40s. Hey, that means no, it's not even trying to be, mm, yeah. The whitest mm -hmm. singing imaginable. Anyway, how you doing? Yeah, you know, I was doing okay. Yeah. I had to watch The Lion King. It's still fine. Lion King's pretty good. I know yeah. on the last Disney through the decades... Better than Pocahontas. Better than Pocahontas. I know I was going to bat for Aladdin being the best Disney feature of all time, or at least most entertaining. Uh, at least when not considering The Emperor's New Groove. This is still a pretty good movie. This is still just mm -hmm. a very solid goddamn... Not even as an animated film or a Disney movie. It's just a solid movie all around. Uh, I guess a part of it hel helps that this was this movie is already like halfway done when the when 
Aladdin came out, so they didn't necessarily need to make Timon and Pumbaa like super fourth wall breaking characters. They're funny characters. Mm-hmm. And they break the fourth wall a little bit, but it's not like they're doing like Jack Nicholson impressions and stuff like that. That that that's not until you know, you know what I forgot yeah. to mention on an Aladdin episode. Yeah, on the extras on Disney Plus, oh, they yeah. actually have like a a, a, um, a mini featurette thing. Yeah. Uh, with the kid who played Aladdin, telling you what all of Genie's references are. What? Because is that <laughs> who the hell's gonna know him for young? I was about kids. to say, I guess that's a, that's what you put together for kids is like, okay. Yeah. Like, especially, yeah. Especially if you were born after 1993. You're especially not going to... It's horrifying to think that kids who were born in 1993 are, are going to be 30 next year. A, a four-minute short, Genie 101, the voice of Aladdin identifies the subject of Genie's biza- blizzard of celebrity impressions. Because you um, kids don't know who any of these people are. I wonder are if they talk... Does he explain, like, Ed Sullivan? <laughs> like... Does he get that lad in that yeah, that deep know. in the weeds? But man, but yeah, Lion King. But Lion King. Yeah. The uh, ten minutes. It's the first ten minutes. They could have just lopped off and charged full price for that, and that could have been the whole movie. Mm. Everything after, yeah. like uh, everything after the title card, is just just bonus gravy. After that point. Um. Yeah. yeah what the are your th- what's, what, yeah? What's your thoughts in history with uh, the Lion King? in theaters, I believe. Okay, Pretty yeah. sure. I and mean, we're at we that. We've seen all Disney. We were yeah. family just saw all Disney shit in the theaters. Oh, uh, probably been? got the cassette. Hmm. How old would you have been in 1994? Uh, would it have come out in summer? Yeah. So, yeah. Definitely and summer the, 94. Yeah, uh, 13. Okay, 13. That would have been 19. Yeah. So, I saw this in theaters too. But yeah, mm. would you have gotten like the Happy Meal and the. Nah, no, that wasn't a happy. Mike, it was this. It was Lion King Burger King at that point. Oh, was it? Aladdin was. Oh yeah, because I guess after a while, because like, yeah, uh, there's a great. uh, It was a defunct land. I think they did a video about the history of like McDonald's and Disney, and I think for the '90s. Yeah. Disney got scared off by the by McDonald's terrible fast food reputation, and then decided to go with Burger King instead, as if it's any better or something like that. So yeah, this yeah, yeah, maybe it was a. Burger King kids meal, but yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. Oh yeah, but, yeah. Soundtrack, then the the clamshell cases, and watch that a bunch, and all I guess et cetera, et cetera. This is the best selling Disney soundtrack of all time. It's like, I think it's the one animated film soundtrack that's like, like actually like officially like ha- platinum or whatever the hell you want to call it. How like, do you even measure that nowadays? <laughs> like what, Good luck. one of one one of Kelsey's friends was like. She brought bought the Encanto soundtrack for her kids, and Kelsey mocked her, being like, "Who the hell buys soundtracks anymore? What are uh, you, ninety year old grandma?" Supposedly, what we talk about, we don't talk about Bruno is like a number one chart topping hit right now, though. Yeah, but is that plays or is that you purchases? That's what I'm wondering. Yeah, by chart topping. Well, it's also chart topping. Like, what are you talking about? Like, what charts? Like the radio charts? That's usually what the oh, yeah. charts meant back in the day. What are you talking mm-hmm. about now? Like the most plays on YouTube. The most people yeah. have, like, ripped it and uploaded it to, onto their private YouTube channel? Like, what's... Yeah. Like... <laughs> the more people that say, oh, I can't, I don't want to hear that song again. Yeah. Like, I I, I, I watched the movie, the new Guillermo del Toro movie, uh, Nightmare Alley, this weekend. And I went mm-hmm. to go see how well it did. Because his last movie was the fish fucking movie. So I was like, well, okay, Nightmare Alley must have done okay, because, you know... Now I didn't even know he had a new movie That's out. That's what I'm saying, and I looked it up, and that movie has made $2.00. And I was like, well, but then how do you really judge how much a movie is really made? Like, is, is consider- like in, in, especially in 2020 with streaming and stuff like that. Exactly. It's another thing of, like, how can you really gauge 
today, <laughs> like with the success of anything, but yeah, so. In that, yeah, that goes for anything that's. Fuck, what? But yeah, no! This movie totally. I'm so, you should go ahead like, to, to complete your thoughts about, like, your history with the Lion King. Yeah. Huh? What? what? Sorry. Monkey I, sorry, I was trying to read something. <laughs> I would, on the, you know what? I section. tune myself out, too, sometimes. I'll just be like, Bill. Your thoughts? What? It, it wasn't that I was I was trying to read, but I also pulled an earbud out to see if my son was still upset. He had to go, but it sounded like he was just talking. Yeah, about we, right before we started recording, Daniel had to kick his own son out of the room so we could record and talk about. I said, "Get out of here!" Yeah, you, you, and I you, grabbed you him. Kind of lifted your fist pants. up. Like, Get out of here, yeah. kid! But has he? Yeah, I'm assuming fine. your kid does. Does he like the Lion King though? He's seen it. He liked it fine. Yeah. I don't know if 2D animated films would play with little kids anymore, if, yeah, especially if yeah. they're growing up with the CG stuff. He likes stuff. 2D. Okay. Because there's got to be some... There's got to be some... Chippendale Park Life, he watched religiously oh, yeah, for a while, right. and right okay. right now he's currently obsessed with Bluey. So. Bluey. Oh, that's the dog. Yes. I just saw a Wikipedia entry about that dog. I didn't know they put out mm. a cartoon about a blue Australian healer dog. Mm-hmm. That's it's great. a very, very good cartoon. Oh, is it? Okay, that's good. Mm-hmm. Is it actually, does everyone have Australian accents? Yeah. Okay, that's good. Because that's the same kind of dog that Mad Max owns. Which, it, which helps it helps the kids be actually adorable, because they got accents. <laughs> Hello! Ooh. So they when they say no, they got 15 May. extra syllables yeah. and consonants thrown in there, because they're Australian. Now! Go through all the sheep on your baby! Are, like, all the adults played by, like, Crocodile Dundee and the battery guy? You got it. <laughs> hey, wait, what the fuck are we talking about? The Lion King. The Lion King. It's a movie. I saw this in theaters. I paid my adult mm-hmm. 19-year-old ticket to go see the movie and sat in mm-hmm. an audience full of, like, moms and kids. Mm. And I I was there the moment when Nala did her sexy face. I want a mm-hmm. fuck face. And the uh, entire audience was like, oh, my God. This... I got to be around all these little kids as they had their sexual awakening in the theater that moment. Oh, man. Um... So many furries spawned around you. <laughs> can hear the popping of so many little boners throughout the theater to like popcorn um yeah i didn't think about that being a, like a specifically a furry moment too but like jesus christ um i haven't i've known i've, I've known some ladies who've been like oh yeah i was down with simba adult simba and his bon jovi hair mm-hmm. what the fuck is wrong with them? Just, i forgot to like they gave even adult Simba. He's matthew broderick and he's got like a white trash hair he's got like the bon jovi hair like yeah, he's know. the uncoolest adult Simba. Is yeah, the I've uncoolest. always thought he's kind of a dork. Like, I something that didn't really hit me until watching it for this episode, where I was like, "Yeah, this is." It's not like Simba has to be cool. He's just a talking lion. But like, mm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, how you doing? I'm doing all right. You'll be happy to know, Bill. The the Lion King goof section only has seventy two items. <sighs> Whereas the Latin goof section had 236 items. God, so. I can imagine, like, what some of so the, So the like, B team did a lot better here. Because I can imagine, like, trying to figure out, like, where... Because I'm sure, like... Because it looks like one shot with Mount Kilimanjaro. And I'm sure they're, like, the African sub-Saharan plains savannah in which this movie seems to take place is 192 kilo- kilometers west of Mount Kilimanjaro. So, blah, blah, you know, all that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Also, like, biology things, I'm sure they're, like... I'm sure whatever oh, yeah. Mandrill or whatever Rafiki is is not, like, native to that particular region of Africa either or something like that. But well, also, then again, animals don't talk and dance the hula, so <laughs> fucking calm your tits, motherfuckers. Uh, but Lion King, this is a movie that was, 
I when it first came out it was famously pitched as the first Disney movie that's like an original story, kind of um Hamlet inspired ish. Uh, hmm. Because it's about a king who gets wiped out by his conniving brother, and his his son has to come back and take over and shit like that. But and then the Simpsons made a joke about Kimba, and after that, then everyone became an expert about how much this movie was secretly a ripoff of a goddamn mm-hmm. Japanese cartoon called Kimba the White Lion. Which, yeah. if you really look into that, seems to be kind of bullshit too. So don't believe. Oh, there's a. I don't remember the guy's name off the top of my head, but there's a guy who did watched every single episode of that and absolutely crushes that argument saying nope. uh yeah it's your movie sucks.org that's the name yeah, that of guy. the channel yeah. and the video mm-hmm. specifically is uh if you look up yms just the letters yms kimba the white lion he did like a two and a half hour takedown of yeah. everyone ta- com- complaining about lion king just because there's like what 400 800 episodes of that show and he's like yeah they're gonna cover everything the lions can do just because like yeah uh, like of course there's gonna be like okay there's like a lightning strike and it's basically the simpsons did it but this uh, this time it's kimba that's really the entire point of like yeah like there's been so much kimba shit out there that of course like it's funny too because he also points out that like if you're gonna like rag on the lion king being a ripoff of kimba then you should look at this. He pulls out this comic from that, that you know, from like the 1930s or 40s, called Simba, which is about pretty much the same plot as Kimba the White Lion. It's about a bunch of uh, lions fighting fighting up poachers in Africa, and he's like, well, if if Lion King's a rip off of Kimba, then Kimba's a rip off of the Simba comic, and he's just like, it's just like a whole thing, like it's overblown that yeah. whole thing. Yeah. Especially that's one of the things about there not being any interesting trivia behind this movie because. Unlike almost literally every other Disney movie we've talked about, where there was like a specific person behind the scenes who was kind of like driving the vision of the film, this movie really didn't have any one person. Um, and uh, Howard Ashman was dead by this point. Alan Menken and Glenn Keane and all the people who were responsible for the other Disney Renaissance movies were off working on. Yeah, Jeffrey Katzenberg thought Pocahontas was going to be the studio's big. Uh, Oscar bait thing, and so they nobody was really paying it too much attention to the Lion King about how um, it was shaping up. Other than that, you know, of course they wanted it to be a good movie. It's not like no one was working on the movie, but like there was no like, yeah, it was just really the story of the Lion King is just like a bunch of B teamers just working really hard for years just just to just to piecemeal hone this movie into what it eventually became. Um, and so, yeah, there's no, like, yeah, there's not, like, an interesting creative legend behind this. But that's one of the things, like, that that really kind of negates the idea that, like, Kimba was the inspiration for Lion King, because because there was no one hand behind the steering wheel on the Lion King, there was no way that, like, unless, like, 50, like, if you, when you, like, look at the number of people who are involved in the story by uh, credit mm-hmm. at the end of this movie. Let's let's like the third credit that rolls up when the credits start rolling up. There's like 52 people who are responsible for the story of this movie. You gonna tell me 52 people sat down and <laughs> maybe it could take 52. That'd be one heck of a roundtable. That's what I'm saying. I, I mean, I could see it taking 52 people to sit down and watch every episode of Kimba and put their notes together and say, okay, which parts of this this goddamn thousand episode cartoon are we gonna rip off? But like, no, that's that's not how things work. It's, it was just collaborative effort. There just happened to be some coincidental, you know, story 
things, you know, some tropes that happen just because, you know, it's hard to tell a story about lions in Africa without, you know, kind of doing, hitting upon some of the same storytelling beats and stuff like that, but, uh, but, yeah, so, but it's mostly, that's, I, hmm. who, who, you, fucking, yeah. I, watching this, again, because now, I guess, Watching this with my eye now, I haven't seen this movie in, like, probably a good decade or so. But it is just so weird that, like, yeah, they went out of their way to get, like, black actors in this movie. And, the, the, and like, well, that, and also The Lion King's weird, too, because, like, uh, Disney's... Especially these days. I, okay, I'm trying to organize my thoughts. My brain's stretching in 15 different directions at once. But, like, Disney's yeah. always yeah. been criticized for, you know, being, you know, this, this, this pinnacle of, like white american excellence and stuff like that and like mm -hmm. disney stories themselves just because they're often so much uh revolving around fairy tale stories are all about like how good the, like it's all about like maintaining the status quo and like deferring to like royal power and stuff like that mm -hmm. and the lion king is the ultimate in like this society is a there's a hierarchy and, like, everyone needs to stay in their place, because it's all about, like, the lions are in charge, and what happens when the people beneath the lions try to usurp that power. Granted, it's more of a personal story, because it's about, like, one lion specific, specifically trying to overthrow the other lions. But it's still kind of weird that, like, the bad guys in this movie are, like, a gay elderly lion, <laughs> a Mexican... And a black lady, and also, like, some crazy dude. <laughs> Those are the real villains of the movie. Kind of yeah. threatening the, the kind of superiority, the white superiority of, like, the, the the rule of this white Matthew Broderick fucking Tim the Tool Time Taylor kid lion. And just, like, it's... And, other, yeah, it's, so it's kind of weird, but, like... Yeah, it's kind of murky, but the, 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 the ethno class again you, you always make fun of me in my class issue class i don't make issues. fun of you but i just like, point no, out but you pointed out that i am already kind of sticky about that to begin with and like watching the lion king it's hard for me not to go like it's like a weird movie in terms of like class and race and how it was casted and class and race within the film and class and race outside of the film and a meta perspective but all kinds of stuff but anyway what happens in this movie what happens in this movie is all that all it's a circle of life it's a song that will never catch on once again disney no. just bailing on their songs over and over this really is just goddamn fucking gorgeous just like is is it's, it's oh i it almost feels bad to try to quantify it with my stupid words but like just like the <laughs> the, the birds flying mm -hmm. over the waterfalls and just like it's so beautiful like i said this whole opening like little like five minutes is just so pretty and it's just like a perfect it feels like the disney animation studio just doing a victory lap after mm. after little little mermaid and beauty and the beast and aladdin now it's like yes we know we're doing good even though this is you know made by the b team it's just like how good the, even the b team at disney is at this point we're like this whole mm -hmm. opening isn't like the music oh that's the other funny thing that's the other remarkable thing about this movie is the music because it totally feels like the inspiration you're trying to like find what the inspiration for this movie there's no talk about like where the idea for this movie came from, other than, like, somebody at the studio was like, I guess we'll do something about lions someday? Mm. I'm convinced that somebody was listening to, who's the guy, what's the Chevy Chase music video? Who's that guy? Simon oh, and Garfunkel. Yeah. Who's the guy from Simon, who did had that album in the 80s, with all the African music in it? 
where they had the video with Chevy Chase. You know what I'm talking about, right? I know what you're talking about. That yeah. guy. Someone it... heard that album with all those African rhythms and was like, what if we made a whole movie that just sounded like that? And that's but without Chevy Chase. That would be because the video. It's Philip Simon. No, wait. Who's... I know a guy named Philip Simone, so I want to keep on calling him... Fuck. I need to look this All up. I want to say is Sh Simon and Schuster. Because <laughs> you're such Not a well-read motherfucker. Chevy so Chase music video. What? Because this, this is some late 90s ass fucking... Paul Simon, you can call me Paul Al. Simon. Someone heard Paul Simon's You Can Call Me Al and was like, let's make a movie because it's all the African rhythms and stuff like that. Because... Uh, this is also interesting, too, because this is one of the first big movies scored by Hans Zimmer, who mm -hmm. I am shocked that who is still, he's as popular today as he, as he was back then, because it's like, a, this we're coming up on 30 years of Hans Zimmer kind of dominating movie scores, because, like, yeah, it's all very kind of, But yeah. the big composers are still dominating. They're still, you know, you still got John Williams and stuff out there, but, like, I think Hans... I think Hans Zimmer is probably the biggest film composer to hit since John Williams did. In terms of, like, like he scored so many goddamn movies, and, like, his style of scoring has been so aped by so many other people. Also, it doesn't mm. hurt that <laughs> Hans Zimmer isn't necessarily just one dude. There's a guy named Hans Zimmer, but he is famously, he has, like, 15,000 other musicians working with him. And so mm. he has this army of musicians, and, like, they splinter off and do their own stuff, but that the, their stuff also sounds like Hans Zimmer, and there's this, like, whole Hans Zimmer school of film composing that has infected so many other Hollywood movies because so many other people who worked with him have gone on to... Like, I feel kind of bad that the guy who scored the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie was, like, one of Hans Zimmer's protégés that, like, Hans Zimmer just, like, foisted the Pirates of the Caribbean movie onto that guy because he was like, I don't care about Pirates of the Caribbean, you can... You can you can score this. I don't care. But as soon as that movie became a huge hit, Hans Zimmer stepped in and said, "Okay, now I'm going to take over for the sequels because now these this is a big money making franchise." So that that original guy, Klaus Blade or whatever his name was, totally got. What am I talking about? <laughs> this has nothing to do with Lion King. But there's a big Lion. King. This is the Hans Zimmer. Ooh, but taboo, 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 taboo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how the Lion King song ends. Smash cut. Lion King and yeah. a baby's born. So. Mm -hmm. It is nice that all of these animals that lions eat show up and basically bow down to the lion. <laughs> That's one That's of handy the... of them. When That's you start nice. talking about class issues in this movie, that is one of the weird fucking things. Is like, again, it's a cartoon. It's a heightened reality. But it is just like like the baby giraffe like walking into the sunlight being, with its mama oh, being like, Oh, oh. it's so bright out here. We have to go. These people are going to eat us. We better go check it out to see what motherfucker we have to deal with for the next 20 years. Yeah. Let's hope they're not hungry today. Seriously. Yeah, I feel bad for all these animals. I mean, they're, they're just so jazzed to be, like, parading around to this beautiful Hans Zimmer music that they just don't even care. But, mm -hmm. God, yeah, no, it's so gorgeous. Like, yeah, it's so beautiful. It's so it's this This right alone, I would say, beats anything in Fantasia in terms of, like, wordless animation to beautiful score and then fucking mm. rafiki comes up and he's got his gourd and he cracks it in front of the sun and there's a big flash and they put mm -hmm. fucking jello on his face and the, <laughs> they throw dust on his face and he sneezes and he go, go chew and the parents mm. are like mm, it's so mm. beautiful mm -hmm. <laughs> shut up bill you're fine. I like your description of what happened better than what I wrote down. I forgot how much I actually like the opening of this movie. It's so good. It's funny the rest of the movie, I'm kind of like, eh, whatever. But like, yeah, so it's really good. And the fact they loop around a book and the movie with it coming, like, it's the Lion King smash cut at the end, too. 
Chef kiss. It's so good. It's more, yeah. I like that Rafiki holds the the uh, the baby up on, on Pride Rock up to everybody, and they all start chanting, "Throw him! Throw him! <laughs> throw him!" But they don't. They don't throw him. Rafiki's. I mean, you can't priest. understand them because they're animals, but I'm pretty sure that's what they're they're squawking this and squeaking. And, Have and they yelling. not done parodies where like? I could, I, I swear to God, that must be oh, something. Oh, of course, that I must have. Been from, like Lilo and Stitch, where like they're doing this, but then like Stitch shows up and like eats some Simba or something like that. Yeah. Or like, yeah, tri like tricks Rafiki into dropping the kid or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I swear anyway, to God, when I have Lion a kid, King. I'm gonna, Boom. I'm gonna force all my neighbors to to show up and bow to my kid as I lift yeah. him up on my front porch. Yeah. Boom. Exactly. Boom. Here's Scar. He's a dandy. He's totally dandy. He's totally a dandy. Yeah, when they talk about he, Disney villains being gay coded, man, look at this like prime example right here. He did not show up to the baby presentation. And he plays with a mouse. Gonna eat it. But Zazu, the bird shows up. Uh, Mr. Bean tells him the king's on his way and he better have a good excuse for not being there for baby time. Scar tries to eat Zazu. Whatever. And then he. Mufasa shows up, so he sasses all over the place and sulks away. Constance there. He has a dial on his back that where the dials turn all the way up on the sassometer, yeah. Oh. He will never get to be king, and that is terrible. Ah! He's at the shadow end of the gene pool. Yeah, exactly. Yes. He's that guy. He's that character. Yes. Yes. I like that guy, the guy from The Simpsons that's all, yes, because I don't know what he's from, but he's obviously a reference to somebody. I've seen the original live-action clips of that guy, that because that guy's mm. whole shtick in real life was just that guy, like, that's it, you're not missing anything, that he yeah. would just show up in a movie and be like, yes, <laughs> so that, and that's, yes. the Simpsons guys just thought that was so funny, they're like, let's just lift that wholesale and put it in our cartoon, mm -hmm. but yeah. That's, yeah, yeah kind of like Scar's whole thing. He's just... Yeah. Of course, people have been like, well, is that, that's kind of mean. Why do they call him Scar? Because presumably he didn't have the Scar before he was born. And I did see, like, I guess because this movie was so popular, like, there's, like, conflicting prequel books and videos and stuff that, like, talk about how Scar got his Scar. And like, Oh, you gotta know. <laughs> Disney loves giving the... The, the bad guy's an origin story. But I just love that there's, like, conflicting continuities, because, like, someone wrote was, one book... Was it a Dalmatian? Did he, did he get scratched by a Dalmatian? Yeah, did he get scratched by a Dalmatian, and that's what made him evil? Wait, is that a thing that happens? I'm, Is I'm this a reference? The, the Cruella prequel. Uh, the did Dalmatian she get scratched her mom. by... Oh, that's right, because I'm like, is there a thing where someone gets scratched by a Dalmatian and gets turns evil? Like, Dalmatian scratch will get in your blood. No, it was a Dalmatian <laughs> shove in that. That's what it was. But yeah, I guess someone, like, right after the, the Lion King came out, someone came, like wrote, like a, like, a little young adult fiction book that, like, acted as a prequel, explaining, like, how... It was, like, I think it's a narrative book, too, not even, like, a picture book, explaining how Scar got his Scar... And like, but saying that like his he was born from birth as Scar, like for some reason, Mufasa's mom and dad decided to name him Scar. But then I guess with the like, also I guess it had a much more kind of sad explanation for how Timon and Pumbaa first met. But then mm. like all the Lion King director video movies and stuff that had prequel stuff and it kind of overrode that continuity. But I just love the idea. There's a lot like like Star Wars. There's conflicting Lion King prequel continuity. But anyway. 
Mm. So. Is it like naming your kid Lefty and then at some point they saying. lose their right arm? And yeah, you're like, well, it's like that was prolific. I guess. I mean, I guess if you know, if you're a lion, you live long enough, you're probably gonna get some scars. Yeah. Probably. But I guess in the continuity now, it's that uh, Mufasa was playing with scars. A kid and actually gave him the scar. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! So Rafiki, he's out there. He's drawing a lion club, and he says Simba, and then that that scene. <laughs> that's it. That's it. They're just being really pretty, and someone really liked animating a, a baboo. A baboo? Uh, I do love Robert Guillaume's. Oh, for some reason, Robert Guillaume's the only whole character in this whole movie in Africa that actually has an African accent. And he's all like, is he doing the squash banana thing here, or is that just later? But he's later. just talking to himself while he's like, yeah, just drawing. He just loves to draw the shit he out just of loves baby to cubs. Draw. Also. Yeah. <clears throat> Should Simba not have like a whole bunch of siblings, or did Mufasa's wife just squirt out one male cub and that was it? Uh, Mufasa ate the rest. Oh no! <laughs> I'm sure that's probably. I'm surprised that wasn't like Chief Number One in the IMDb goofs. It wasn't like where's all the other kids in that litter? But like, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I really love the voice actress for for uh, Simba's mom too. She only gets like two whole lines in the movie, and you tell it's a black lady, but she's got like that kind of baritone of her voice. I guess it was the mom from. I guess it's kind of like partially like an in-joke. It's the mom from Coming to America. So you've got both of Eddie mm. Murphy's parents here playing another African couple again in this movie. I guess she died of cancer right after this movie was made, too. With that, that, oh. that's a bummer. That is a bummer. So uh, now Simba's a lion cub. And he's full of energy. Wakes up his dad so they can go see the sunrise and be told that everything the light touches is your kingdom. And one day it'll be his job to rule out of that shit. But... You see that shadowy place over there? You don't, you don't go there. But yeah. I'm not going to explain why, but you just don't go there. Yeah. This whole movie could have been avoided if he just said don't go there. Like, told him why don't go there. Um, I do like the whole opening, though. This is one of those rare moments in a Disney movie that I think does a good job of playing well to both parents and kids at the same time when Simba's trying to wake up his dad. Because it's totally like mm. a Christmas morning kind of thing. Of Like, he's super excited. Mufasa and his wife just want to sleep. And so I thought mm -hmm. that was kind of cute. And man, like, yeah, like, when they first step out onto the plinth in front of uh, Pride, is it Pride Mountain? Pride Rock? Pride um, Rock. Just, yeah, the look of the the, the, the the dawn light hitting the top of the rock and then, like, coming down as the sun rises. Just, again, just, like, just atmospherically, just so nicely done. But mm -hmm. yeah, so yeah, fucking, they're talking. They're talking. And uh, they go for a walk, and his dad explains the circle of life. And you yeah. eat stuff, and then you poop it out, then that poop, and then, then you die, and then it turns into the grass, and the antelope eat the grass, and then we eat the antelope, yeah. binga baga boonga, circle of life. There you this go. This is happening, you've got this like super like epic music, Hans Zimmer music, like circle of life music under it, like really dress addressing like, yes, yeah, selling this whole like, we're all part of an immortal chain. And I am really impressed with this movie. We can I can say this you know because we've watched almost all the Disney movies now. This is one of the few one of the rare Disney movies that really just embraces the word death. Like mm. he taught he doesn't say when we pass on or when we stop. He's like we we're gonna die. We turn into the food for other creatures. Like the word death gets mentioned a whole bunch in this movie, and I really appreciate that they're very frank about like. And again, I'm assuming that's only happened because it was the B team. Mm -hmm. And you didn't have, like, the Disney head haunches paying as close as attention as they might, or fussing over it as much as they might, if this were, yeah. like, Pocahontas or something like that. So they're like, oh, it's fine, we can we can talk about death a whole bunch in this movie, that'll be fine. Which is good, it's yeah. nice. Yeah. 
Dazu gives the morning report, and Mufasa gives his son a pouncing lesson, but no time to enjoy that silliness. There's a report of hyenas in the Pride Lands, and Mufasa's like, I'm on the case, and he runs off. And Simba goes and sees his uncle Scar and tells her to tell him, Hey, did you know one day I'm going to be a king, and you're, <laughs> you're not, big loser. Uh, and I do Scar's love like, when he hey, says, so your like, dad showed you, huh? I love it when he says, you're so weird. And mm -hmm. I do love Jeremy Irons, like, you have no idea. Mm -hmm. Just like the whole, yeah, the, this is just, you know, Jeremy Irons, just jerk-off session right here, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, he's like, your dad showed you everything, huh? Yeah, even what's out past the northern edge? Oh, he never, he told you never to go there. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely shouldn't. Only the bravest lions can go there. I can't yeah. tell you anything about the elephant graveyard. Oh, <laughs> never visit that dreadful place. Let it be our little secret, wink, wink, nod, nod. What do you think of Scar as a villain? He's a good villain. I like him. Could be, a, they could have coded him a little bit less scary. <laughs> Because that's like, I'm surprised he's not like wearing a fucking tutu as for his Although, life. then again, like I said with uh, Radigan, is he gay or is he British? Is he Hard just, to say. Yeah, he's just smart and British, which again, according to all, all American taste, that means equally yeah. gay. But like, I, again, because I haven't watched this thing in forever, and I'm not a parent, so I don't know how much of a real fear this is, but like, I think Scar is like a surprisingly potent villain because. He taps into this thing you don't see a lot in villainy in kids' movies is the manipulation of a child and mm. brazenly, nakedly opening, oh, uh, uh, preying upon, openly preying upon this little fucking practically newborn kid, like, like pretty much the real world equivalent of like an eight-year-old's naivete and lack of guile in the world. And like, mm. it's such a poisonous motherfucker. I mean, we've seen Disney villains do this with like rulers and other Disney movies, but like, just do this to a kid. Like, what he ends up doing to fucking Simba in this is just so fucking cold. It's like, man. Yeah. And that's like not, it's not, that's nothing unique to lions. This isn't a lion story. It's a fucking people story. And that's like, you see that shit all the time with like, kind of like, like adult abusers of kids, man. I guess, and not, not to harp on it too much, but it is right at the tinges gets to some weird bad shit that happens all the time in real life. And it's like, oh, and they don't drive home, drive it home really hard, but oh, that kind of makes. Scar, even for me, that that much more of a icky motherfucker, which I really appreciate. Like makes him an extra like kind of creepy son of a bitch. But yeah. yeah, he doesn't have a huge presence in the no, film. No, he doesn't. I guess. Yeah, but, but that's, that's, that's. But when he does, well he makes it feel like he has a huge yeah. presence. That speaks to how potent of a character he is that he's not actually even in this movie a whole hell of a lot. But like, yeah, his impact is like is greasy and gross and. But I think it's really compelling and weird and crazy and great. I love it. It's good shit. So yeah. Simba goes sees his friend Nala and she, to show her this cool new place he figured out. And the moms are like, yeah, you can go. What is it? What is it? And he's like, uh, it's a watering <laughs> hole. So this they can is... go to the watering hole. I do. I, I'm not going to harp on every gotta, little bit of every scene. Gotta just take like, Zazu. But um, I do love it's the whole like that she's like the, her friend's getting a bath. Oh, it's Nala. It's Nala's getting a bath. And of course, mm -hmm. she's, she's being licked by her mom. That's cute. And just I loved the wryness of the, the, the lionesses in the scene. Uh, mm -hmm. Just like that. Like, and it's funny, too, because, like, again, this is weird that, like, Nala is obviously being voiced by a little black girl. But, like, it's got to be Tim the Tumble Time Taylor's kid as fucking Simba. Like, it's just so fucking weird. But they go right, yeah, they run off to, yeah. Well, to they the got to take Zazu to the oh, watering that's hole. Right. So they head off to the watering hole. And they got, they'll figure out how to lose him on the way. And as they walk there, Zazu's like, man, 
You two are so cute. I'm glad you're betrothed to each other. And they're like, what? Growth. Oh, no, yeah. You. He's like, nah, it's the law. It's gonna, it's gonna, that's how it's gonna be. And they say, uh... So it's like Nala from, like, a royal family? Like, what's going on? Like, I, mm. again, it's a cartoon. You're not supposed to think about it that much. But, like, it is kind of, like, suggesting kind of some kind of weird, like, Game of Thrones marriage of families or something like that. Also, again, not to drive home, we'll get into little details. Uh, character design of Nala is interesting because they do a good job selling her as being a lady. Little girl mm. version of Simba. And, like, when you can do that without just, like putting a pink bow in her hair, that's always appreciated. And it's not like they just gave her big frilly eyelashes, but the fact that she's got a lighter coat, she's less, less scruffy, like there's just very subtle indicators that suggest that she's female compared to Simba. And just from a character, like, from a cartoon character design perspective, they did a lot of good subtle work there. So, uh, they're like, uh, Simba says, hey, that's gonna be your first law I change when I'm king. Uh, yeah. And then he sings a song that just not catch. Well, he turns, at first he turns into a black kid, and then he sings a song. <laughs> I know, exactly, yeah. yeah. And it's hey. just like, this is the one most kind of Disney show tune of the movie, aside from the love. Because this is the thing where, like, the artwork gets all stylized and poppy, and... It feels like Pixar, or not Pixar, but like Disney, their CGI movies do a lot more of this these days where they're more willing to kind of go go nuts and get like abstract with all the imagery and stuff like that. And colorful. This, yeah, because they kind of did some stuff stuff like this with um, like Moana, where like mm -hmm. the explanation for Maui's powers, like there's all, it gets all that kind of crazy and graphic. And I did see originally, <laughs> they tinkered for a while the idea of making the art style of the Lion King look like an African prince, where it mm. would just be like blocky colors on bright, bright shapes on on on, on 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 bright colors, and they were like, "That's just that's a cool idea, but that's we just can't tell a story that way. That at least not with like the Disney style as it is now." And so with like some of the abstract kind of African designs of the backgrounds in this scene, that's kind of close as you get to that, where they kind of embrace that kind of like African clothing textile look. So that's kind of appreciated. But everything, all the other musical numbers in this movie are more straightforward, but this is kind of... Like, even, like, the, ze like, the zebras and the fucking giraffes in this scene have kind of, like, extra kind of graphic stripes, and it's all kind of very crazy and stuff. I did see, so also supposedly, because I did see this movie got, like, an IMAX re-release. They actually went back in and, like, added extra detail to the animation in this scene just to make it pop even more, because, like, with uh, on a big IMAX screen you'd be able to see any kind of defects in the animation and stuff. That's rare. I've never heard of Disney going back to just fix up animation like that just for a re-release, so... That's pretty crazy, but... Yeah, uh, Simba completely missing the point about what it's going to take for him to be king. He's essentially wishing for the death of his own father here, and he doesn't realize it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so after the song is over, Zazu gets hit on by a rhino, and the kids ditch him. Oh, and Nala pins Simba along the way when they wrestle, because that's going to be important for later. I she didn't realize that's the fact, because that's, that's how the fucking wins the fight at the end, but yeah. Mm -hmm. There's bones everywhere in this elephant graveyard. Who would have thunk it? Crazy bananas, and Zazu shows up and is like, Hey man, we gotta get out of here, we're way outside the Pride Land boundaries, and this shit is super dangerous. They gotta go <laughs> meet up with Sora and Mickey and Donald. Isn't this mm -hmm. is the Pride Lands a thing in one of the Kingdom Hearts games? 
Uh, I specifically remember seeing on the menu, like, would you like to go to the Pride Lands? There's... Thanks for reminding me. Of <laughs> That's what I'm saying, yeah. Kingdom Hearts 2. Does there's he turn a, into a there's lion? A lion King, there's a Lion King section. And no, if I remember correctly, it's one of the stupidest things. I gotta look this up now, yeah. The Near the end, to convince Simba to go back to Pride Rock <laughs> and help his family, the other characters hide in the bushes and pretend to be his dad and say, oh, you're going to go back. Oh, God, yeah. It's real, real dumb and oh. stupid and awful. I'm looking at it now. So Sora turns into, like, a little gray flying. Yeah. Um, Goofy turns into a turtle? Mm-hmm. What the fuck am I looking at here? <laughs> I've played this game and I totally blocked this out. Kingdom Hearts 2 is dumb, man. Kingdom real dumb. Man, that's wild. Anyway. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the fuck is the goofy anyway. turtle? That's a it's... fetish! Someone came to that! I'm sure <laughs> of it! Oh, and then fucking Pete. Fucking, you know, the evil of Pete, he turns up as a fucking dog lion? Ah, oh, God, it hurts my brain, that character design. Anyway, okay, go ahead. Anyway, Simba Oof. said he laughed in the face of danger. Ha ha ha. ha. And then hyenas yeah. laugh. Ha 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 ha. Oh, yeah, that's a great introduction for the hyenas, though. That is, mm, yeah. Mm hmm. So, uh. Uh. Where did. So Simba says they can't do anything to him, but Zazu's like, hey, no, they totally can because we're in their land. Yeah. But, but Zazu said that they were nothing but slobbering, mangy, stupid poachers. Simba, what are you doing? Shut up. You dingus. You're getting this and talking. That's cool. Simba, Simba's whole naivete here. Again, because he just thinks... He's already thinking just because he's, he's... He's the prince. They never mm -hmm. call him the prince, but like, I guess that's what he is. Like, he thinks that can protect him. And like it's just like, oh, you little dipshit kid. You got you got some bad shit coming to you. I do like the designs of the hyenas, too. Where they got like, the black circles around their eyes and the black lips. And they all just look extra kind of diseased and funky. And like the bags under their eyes. And... Yeah, it's Cheech Marin, and I guess originally the idea was this was supposed to be Cheech and Chong, but they couldn't get Chong, so they just mm. got Cheech, and to, to fill up uh, Chong's place, uh, they got uh, Whoopi Goldberg, and I'm assuming Cheech and Chong would have been a less threatening version of those characters, because I can't you imagine, think. especially Tommy Chong being like, hey man, we're gonna yeah. eat your balls, <laughs> like, mm -hmm. I can see Cheech Marin potentially being kind of a little bit threatening, but like, Tommy Chong is always just super like, hey... Like, yeah, yeah, it sounds like Otto the bus driver. It's just like, yeah. Anyways, but yeah, the big chase scene. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Zazu gets put, picked up and put in a hot spring or something that launches him in the air. And presumably butt. he goes off, he escapes from the hot, like, because yes. he gets launched. Presumably he goes against Mufasa, yeah. Yeah, yep. Uh, Simba says, pick on some of your own size, and they're like, you? And he says, oh, oh, oh yeah. hey, run. Nala gets stuck behind, so Simba runs down and claws at her face and says, Yeah, claws a hyena's face and they Actually, run. Actually, that's one bit of blood you see in the whole movie. Yeah. Yeah. They run to a dead end. Simba tries to roar at them, but he's bad at it. He's I do like a roar. But then they're like, hey, that was silly. Do it again. So he does it again, but it's a big lion roar. Because Mufasa showing up. Smack some bitches around. This movie's just a fucking leaning tower of great little moments. Where, like, that's the reintroduction of Mufasa is through, like, yeah, fucking Simba roaring, but it's actually Mufasa's roar that comes out of his mouth. And, like, that's a great, like, oh, shit. And, like, it's just good. It's just good storytelling. Really effective, nice, chilling, funny, great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? Oh, that's the wrong line. <laughs> on here. So, I'm laughing I, like I, I either. The, <laughs> the trivia, 
What well, the very first piece of trivia you say, which 293 people out of 293 oh, people God. found interesting, yeah. is Frank Welker provided all the lion roars. Bullshit. Not a single recording of an actual lion roaring was used because the producers wanted specific sounding roars for each lion. I, that's such... I love Frank Welker, but that's bullshit. There are so many authentic lion roars in this movie. It's ridiculous. When, when Simba and fucking Scar are badly slow motion fighting at the very end, <laughs> Like, especially towards the end, there's, like, one or two. It's obviously a recording. Like, unless yeah. they went in and, like, did the fr- recorded Frank Walker doing a lion voice and, like, spent 20 hours mixing it down. But it's obviously, there's, like, some vocal shit that, like, you can, that a lion can do that a person can't. Even if it's yeah. moderate. Like, it's okay just to say that, that like. deep, like, Yeah. Sound that they do. Where you, su- you can hear the, the barrel cavity of the hair of their chest. Like, mm-hmm. a human just can't do that. And so, yeah, it's okay to admit that, like, Frank Welker just did most of the lion sounds, and, hey, guess what? For a movie called Lion King, they would have gone to the zoo and recorded <laughs> a couple real animals. It's okay, calm down. Because I'm sure, I'm pretty sure Frank Welker doesn't give a shit, but it's the weird... They have fucking Disney stands. They're always, like... They just take any kind of weird bit of trivia and just run with it, like... Because it's, it's, yeah. it's an inter- interesting story, even though it's obviously bullshit, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Love you, Frank so he Walker. Kicked- yeah, uh, uh, Mufasa kicks everybody's ass. And he's like, don't everybody. you touch my baby. <laughs> he does that. He's like, ah, my baby. My baby. My boy. I would love to hear fucking Darth Vader say, my baby. My baby. <laughs> so, hyenas run away, and, and, and Mufasa's like, what the fuck are you doing, kid? Yeah. We're going home now. I love how, like, everyone's like, Nala and Z- Zazu are like, oh, man, Simba is fucked. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it doesn't, I don't think anyone has seen Mufasa be this angry in a long time that, like, even Zazu's, like, when fucking Mufasa's like, hey, I want to talk to you privately, uh, like, Zazu take Nala home. Like, Zazu's like, good luck, don't, like, hope, yeah. you, hope you survive this, yeah. He ate his last five kids, so. <laughs> they keep trying, yeah. but he keeps on, that's the punishment, yeah, no kid has even lived this, succeeded this far yet, but yeah. Mm-hmm. God. So uh, as they leave, we the camera pans up, and Scar was just there the whole time. I guess yeah. nobody looked up. No, it's just now. Also, Scar happens to live in hell. I guess, <laughs> but we'll find out more about that later. But yeah, on back to the Pride Land. Mufasa tells Zazu, "Take Nala home. I gotta teach this little whelp a lesson." He pulls out so a gun, on... cocks it. Everyone's like, mm-hmm. "Oh no, what's gonna happen?" Oh no. On the way to learn the lesson, Simba steps in his dad's footprint to show us and him again, that he has a lot of, of growing to do as a character. Just again, just another nice little moments. Like, it's just like, the it's it's this, this, this. it's like waxing a car. It's like the multiple coats is really makes the shine. And just like little mm. moments like that just build up to a good story of like, that's not even like, it's just a little visual story beat. And what does it mean? It doesn't really mean anything, but it also it's the story of it's it's the whole movie in a single image right there. It's fantastic. Anyway. Yeah, his dad's like, man, what are you doing? What are you doing? And he's like, I was just trying to be brave like you, dad, because you don't get scared. And he's like, nah, nah, nah <laughs> like, I didn't oh, get yeah. scared today. Yeah. I thought I would, might lose my Simba. Even kings get scared. So I guess the scolding is over now. I guess that is, news. it's funny for his Wow, that was for as, as bad as everybody made it out the bit was going to yeah. be. That sure was a, a real lax. Uh, it immediately turns into this, like Mufasa, like fucking giving them noogies and shit like they're just the best buds this is the 
this is the big bonding scene of the whole movie where it's like Mufasa being all like, oh, kid, I could never eat you like I ate all your brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. and yeah, it's it's all yeah. very cute. And turns out Mufasa is a good dad after all. Yeah. And yeah. Simba's like, we'll always be together, right, dad? <laughs> and dad's like, you're like, never oh. going to die, are you, dad? Well, uh, you want to look up at the stars up there? See all yeah. them dots? Yeah, those are old kings. And Sunday, I'm going to be up there, too. Uh, you, too. You know, we're both going to be up there. You know, so. we're all die. We're all mm -hmm. animals. We're all going to be dead in five yeah. years, right? Yeah. Elsewhere, the hyenas are laughing over the claw mics on their butt. Claw marks <laughs> they are on their fucked. Butts. Yeah, I didn't realize that's the other bit mm -hmm. of blood in this movie. Yeah, Jesus. They yeah. trash talk lions, and Scar shows up and is like, Oh, Sam, we're not that bad. Boo. And they're like, Oh, it's just you. And they, they, he, they mentioned that he's he's their pal. He's one of them, basically. Also, did he bring anything to eat? He tosses them a zebra leg that they could eat. I always thought that, you know, kind of, the zebras were bowing and stuff. They seemed pretty, you know, like the, the lions, like their character. So having just the severed leg of that, Seems yeah. darker than they probably meant it to be. I it's don't like, know. uh, like if you had the Hunchback of Notre Dame, you know, that has a whole big opening with like bunch of Romani and stuff like that. And then, like, if you just suddenly had, like, right after that, you had like fucking Quasimodo just, mo like, just chowing down on one of the peasants' legs, or something <laughs> like that. It's just like, okay, what's I don't know what's going on in this world, but okay, yeah. Presumably, that was a very sick or slow zebra. Yeah. <laughs> that Scar was able to take down, or he just scavenged parts of, but yeah. Yeah. He's like, man, you idiots couldn't even kill a baby. And they're like, well, he wasn't alone. What were we supposed to do, kill Mufasa? And he's like, yeah, now we're gonna sing. He's gonna sing about Be like Prepared. like a cha-cha song. A fascist cha-cha. This is such a weird song, but yeah. it's. A, I love this song. Um, I, I was this written? Because, like, is Jeremy Irons, like, actually singing, singing? Because it's 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 written in such a weird way, but I like it. But he seems to be more just like talking rather than singing. I mean, he's yeah, manipulating his so. voice. It's not like he's not trying to sing at all. But I guess it is. They had to write it for someone who can't necessarily like be like. Ah. But like, mm -hmm. I love it when he tiptoes. <laughs> Tiptoeing near a pa 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 Um. I like it when he transforms into Frank Wilker. No, he turns it. This is on I never knew. He turns into Jim Cummings. Or Jim Cummings. Oh, okay. Yeah, in fact, actually, I, like, I guess. It's, they're basically the same guy. Uh, yeah, they're dudes. <laughs> Between yeah. the two of them, they do every voice ever. Um. It's, yeah, right after he says, You won't get a sniff without me, I guess uh, Jeremy Irons had blown his voice out enough that he couldn't do the rest of the song. You think he could just wait like a week and let his voice heal, but maybe I guess. So, yeah, I never occurred to me that Jim, like, if you like listen to it after knowing that, it becomes super apparent. It's just Darkwing yeah. Duck singing the rest of the song. <laughs> but yeah, um, but he does a good enough job that I never suspected that. Like, that's fucking. That they're lucky they had Jim Cummings. It's funny because Jim Cummings is already in the movie because he voices Ed, the the crazy dog, crazy hyena. And but, if like, you remember. He also did the singing voice for Rasputin and Anastasia. So oh, he did, did he? also, yeah, he did the singing voice uh, for uh, for uh, 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 Christopher Lloyd too. And did a really good job with that. That's funny. That's yeah, yeah. I could totally yeah. Okay, I I mean, cry that was like three years ago, but that's that's yeah. I would have never remembered that. But that that's great. But yeah, prepare, be prepared. It's great. Like yeah, the fucking hyenas turn into green fascists. Like, it's funny that they have to turn them into Nazis with that. The dogs can't Nazis. Do they? Them, like, I thought it was so. I was so subtle, I didn't notice. Yeah, I know, exactly, yeah. 
Like, suddenly, like, the cave of the red suddenly turns into, like, a fascist, like, like, built hall, like, stone hall, but, like, it e I love even the last image, where, like, fucking scars on top of this, like, crooked stone tower, and it's all, per like, so you're surrounded by the Castlevania moon, and you've got all the hyenas lit by, like, lava from below, because I guess they live in a fucking sub, like, fucking cave volcano place that sometimes spews green fire and shit like yeah but it's good it's i mean i i know i harped on Latin for not having an i want or a villain song but we just got two of those in a row mm -hmm. and they're both very good no ma'am that's uh, ron jeremy mm. i know he's a great actor he was scar in the lion king that was jeremy irons ron jeremy is a horn legend Over the years, Walt Disney Studios has taken us on unforgettable journeys from under the sea in The Little Mermaid to an enchanted castle in Beauty and the Beast and into a whole new world with Aladdin. Now, for the summer of 1994, Disney animators will take you deep into the wilds of Africa for Disney's 32nd all-new full-length animated feature, The Lion King. It's an extraordinary original story about a heroic young cub named Simba, destined to become king of the jungle. To create a cast of realistic animal characters, Disney's artists drew inspiration for their work by sketching and studying the real things. Some of their subjects were even invited right into the studio. Big kid. <laughs> With seven original songs by pop superstar Elton John and Aladdin's Academy Award-winning lyricist Tim Rice, The Lion King will take you on a journey to a dazzling new world of adventure. I can't she freaks me out she's so pretty like Nala from the Lion King and she talks so smart like um Nala from the Lion King so later Scar takes Simba to the bottom of a canyon and is like hang out here for a really cool surprise it's for you and your dad I'm gonna go get your dad you stay here because you stay here we wouldn't want to repeat of that whole hyena thing again know? just manipulating Simba even right here and then we'll try to kill him is just like yo you suck you just want to reach in the movie and just strangle the shit out of so far, yeah. That's also, you far. should probably work Scar. on that shitty roar of yours. Yeah, that too. It's like, man, he just he can't resist putting this kid down at, no ma at all costs. I mean, Grand Simba's a little piece of shit, but also Scar's <laughs> a motherfucker. So who are you rooting for here? Fuck. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Simba, all above, above Simba at the top of the cliffs are a bunch of wildebeests and hyenas waiting for the Scar signal, which they get. So they're like, let's go. And the... the, the Facial animation they give the later the Whoopi Goldberg character when they say like "Let's go" is it's weird. It's a weird rubbery face they gave her. Huh. I know she's got like a big schnoz and stuff like that. She looks maybe it's because she's the one you know with the kind of the sticky uppy hair and stuff like that. But she looks even extra diseased compared to everyone else. So yeah, mm. I guess they were really going to bat to make her look extra. Oh yeah, no, she does. So she makes like a weird hangdog face. Yeah. She doesn't seem happy. She seems more like she's. Like, kind of annoyed by Scar giving them a command, even though it's going to be what kills the king, but yeah. Mm. I, I'm I'm thinking maybe it's serious time is what it was. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. So Simba's practicing his roar on a lizard that can't be bothered. and Which uh, is he... great because then, the, like, they never articulate this out loud, but he presumably thinks it's his roar that causes the stampede. He, he, talks, he talks about later, well, Scar specifically 
like blames this on yeah. er, blames everything that happens on Simba, but he never articulates exactly why it's Simba's fault. Because mm-hmm. like Scar's the one who put them put him in the canyon and everything like that. But like presumably it's the fact that he thinks that it was his roar that caused the stampede is like specifically what caused the stampede that kills Mufasa. Yeah. So uh, well, he hears a rumble and he looks over and it's a whole bunch of CGI uh, wildebeest running down a hill. Uh oh. Pretty effective though. Like I even like the establishing shot yeah, of the stampede right before this, where after they establish, they're just establishing geography of uh, Simba on that little island in the middle of the canyon, and the camera slowly pans up all throughout the up up the canyon wall, and they it's a CGI. Well, the beast on the plane, but just like it's effective, good just, like, well, a nice use of computers, just establishing geometry. Of course, more computer use with like, the cell shaded will will be stampede coming down, and they do a great great smash zoom onto Simba's face again. Something that would be hard to do without computers. But like <laughs> for what whatever reason, his face falls into shadow. Presumably, the shadow of the tree that he's standing under. Like when his face does the smash zoom, just to really drive home the dread of like, oh shit, yeah. Scar finds Mufasa and is like, Oh man, Stampede, get Simba's down here. Oh, come on, man. We gotta go. I would have so. saved him myself, but beans, I don't know. Ah, oh, beans and crackers. Mm-hmm. So, uh, they get there, and Mufasa goes to help Simba, who's stuck on a tree branch. And Zazu's like, Oh man, I gotta fly and get help. But Scar hits him against the wall and knocks him out. I guess Zazu never told anyone about that then, I guess. I guess, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mufasa saves Simba through various jumping and leaping and parkouring and uh, throws Simba on some rocks in the save zone and he jumps up on some other rocks and is like, right, brother, could you lend me, lend me a hand here? But that, that asshole, he just claws him and says, long live the king, and he falls. Dude says, oh. Yeah, he just kind of twists into space and you never get to see exactly what happens. It's left up to your discretion as to whether or not the fall killed him versus like the wildebeest stampeding over him after he falls who knows but he is dead as fuck um but that one shot when he leaps up for the first time onto the cave wall that mm-hmm. is so fucking good that is like glen king quality just like the way his like claws are digging into the stone wall and just like he's you can really feel the heft of him trying to haul up like his god goddamn 500 pounds up that cliff wall it's just so good that makes it even sadder that like fucking yeah, the moment of realization when when Mufasa realizes what's going on, like, as he's about to die, it's just like, oh, man, this sucks. Of course, the music's, mm-hmm. like, goes, selling all this shit over time. It's all, you got this chorus going, it's all really good. It's nicely mm-hmm. done. And it gets it really quiet. Mm-hmm. And Simba goes down there after the stampede and finds his dad's body. Man. That body, dead as heck. That fucking, he gone, man. He and it gone. is fucking... I, I did see this the one one bit of, like, positive influence Jeffrey Gatsburg had over this movie. Because I guess originally, like, yeah, Simba just went up to the body and was like, oh, shit, he's dead. But, like, Jeffrey Gatsburg was like, no, we gotta, like, sell this. We gotta, like, you gotta have him, like, try we to We gotta make them hug. kids cry. Yeah, and so that they did extend it, so he does, like, he does try to get one last embrace from his dead father. And it's like, oh, shit, that is, like, that's the thing, everyone, emotionally. Like, maybe it's not the first thing that comes to line. Uh, comes to mind when thinking about this movie, but as the mm-hmm. beating heart emotionally of this movie is him and the the, the the body of his dead dad trying to get one last hug from him. It's like, oh shit, that's 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 the knife is already plunged in your heart. That's the twist. That's the mm-hmm. twist that really cuts and kills you. 
Yeah, because you weren't yeah. expecting it. Because Disney don't kill dads, they kill moms. I know, Disney exactly, kills yeah. moms. This totally, it's funny because now you go back and watch Bambi and everyone's like, oh, but they kill Bambi's mom. That ain't shit compared to this. You don't see fucking Bambi's dead mom and like mm -hmm. have fucking Bambi going up to like, anyway, it's good. It's good. Yeah. It's good. So, uh. Yeah, so Scar comes get, down. Yeah, he's yelling he shows for help. Up. Yeah, yeah, he yells for help, and Scar comes up and is like, "Man, you really donked it up. I know you didn't mean to, but sure, he did." Jeremy Iron saying, "You've donked it up. <laughs> you donked it up. Yes. And what will everyone think? And uh, yeah. you should probably run away now. Just run, run, run." And he says, <laughs> "I remember being away. in the theater that first time. And people's reaction was just like, "What will people think?" And like, you could hear people being like, sucking their breath and going, "Oh, you son of a bitch, you mother." Cause you know, you know, it's you know, again, you know, people like this in real life. You know, these kinds of situations where they'll take advantage. Just oh fuck, yeah, ah, it's such a relatable <laughs> kind of villainy. It's great, but yeah. Mm. Oh, which so, does beg the question: Why does the fucking Scar just kill him right there? If he just did it himself, I don't think he likes to get his hands dirty. Yeah, I, that's the one thing. You can or pause, I should say. Yeah, because he does, he does <laughs> automatically instantly turn around to the, the fucking hyenas and say, "Kill him!" As yeah. soon as he's out of earshot. Which again, why does he care if he's out of earshot? But. So they yeah. chase Simba, but he escapes by jumping into some brambles and says, which... "I learned it by watching Song of the South." <laughs> oh God! But which is, if you're gonna, if you need a way to separate this little character from one of these other bigger characters chasing him, in like the savanna, where like there's not a lot of ways you could do that uh, organically in a story like this, having it be brambles makes sense because of course he's gonna be small enough he can he can weave his way through the brambles without getting fucked up. But of course, I just can't do that, and they, yeah. They get, they get fucking brambles in their butt, and it's all like, what? And then they get, like, the first bit of levity after all this drama. Yeah, he says, if you ever come back, we'll kill you. That's not levity. That, too. The fact that, again, there's, like, not fucking being cute about this. We're, fuck, we're gonna kill you. And the fact that you can hear it echoing, and just, like, it's, like, like to a little kid, man, that is fucked up hearing these adults say, if you come back, we're gonna kill you. And not just one evil adult, but, like, a whole pack of them. Damn, mm -hmm. man, that sucks. So, uh, Scar tells that back at the Pride Rock, he tells all the other lions, Hey, oh, man, yeah. those two fools are dead as heck, and I guess I'm gonna lead you now. It's the start of a great new era. Here come a bunch of hyenas to, to uh, hang cool. out and be cool guys with us. Why cool do hyenas who don't have eyeballs. They just got e evil, scary, glowing eyes, which that doesn't bode well. What does he get from... Like, keeping his promise to the hyenas. Seriously. Why wouldn't he just backstab them? I mean, I guess you could say, like, it's his defense force I guess. against the lionesses if they up... Also, it's weird that there's only two male lions in this whole situation. It was Mufasa and Simba, and that's it. There's no other... Like, it's just, like, essentially Mufasa's harem is left. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I don't know what's going on there. But then there's a monkey crying in a tree. Was Nala Simba's sister? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, God, no. But no, because she's got her own mom. It might be yeah, half that's, sisters. Yeah, well, but half yeah, sister that's then. The, the inference with harem there. Especially mm -hmm. because there's no other dudes. Oh, no, I didn't think about it. No, they're gonna oh, have little, no. They should have a little mutant baby at the end of the movie. It should be like a three-eyed cub. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, you know what? It's entirely possible because what else? Well... I guess that's one thing you get from Scar being gay is that, 
Like there's there's no there's no British insinuation. He's just British. No one's gonna fuck the British lion, so it's not you can't even insinuate <laughs> that like the, the like Nala's kid is actually secretly Scar's kid at the end or anything like that. But I don't know. Anyway, but yeah. So Rafiki hears that and is like, "Oh man, that's a bummer. I gotta smudge this drawing now." <laughs> He just smudges, smudges a little bit, and that's it, yeah. a little bit. So in the desert flats, uh, Simba's all passed out, and the vultures show up to eat him. Yeah, the meerkat. Yeah, that's, that's not, kind of graphic even again for a Disney movie, like to say, like, there's, those vultures are about to dig in right before these motherfuckers show up. Yeah. But uh, Meerkat riding a warthog show up, bowling for buzzards, but bam, boom, his hands are flying, un unknowingly saving that lion cup. Yeah, we're Turns here out... to rescue all the kids who are crying their balls off from the last mm -hmm. 15 minutes of this movie. Turns out that lion cub's alive, and Puma said he's just a little guy, but he'll get bigger, and maybe having a big lion on their side would be nice. So they scoop him up, take him to some shade and water. Well, the Simba joke is that Puma says that first. And then mm. Timon is like, hey, I got a great idea. And that's when they decide to scoop him up. Yeah. Because they have the same idea, but like five minutes apart. It's funny. Mm. It's funny. So, uh, he wakes up and is like, thanks for nothing, I guess. <laughs> He's all I'm like, Gotta go back out in the desert and die. Nobody likes people who care to kill their dad. Yeah. Yeah. So, you gotta put your past behind you. When the world turns its back on you, you turn your back on the world. Now it's gonna be a song about... Us becoming friends and not caring about Shizu Kumatata. What and, a uh, wonderful place. Ain't no passing quiet. And there you go, hey. now it gets all very silly. Did you, did you check out the extras on uh, Disney Plus? No, what, what happened? They're, I guess, uh, just inferring from what I, I looked at there, they, the original song was called, like, Warthog Rhapsody, maybe? And it is... Nowhere near as good as Sakuna Matata. Is it all just about Pumbaa? No. It's... Just not fun. Sakuna Matata is an absolute banger. It's just not fun, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's just not fun. I was also pointing out, too, that, like, so... It's a lot of them like, singing about eating bugs and stuff. Um, because I've never been a huge Elton John fan in the past. I didn't, mm -hmm. I didn't realize Elton John wrote all the songs for this movie. Uh, because I, I guess... I don't know if he it, wrote the... Songs or no, the, the he wrote the, this like um, this. Yeah, I know because... he wrote the. I he did the music because can you feel the love tonight? He did. He wrote the music, not the lyrics. No. So what happened was well, uh, fucking. So the Broadway lyricist Tim Rice was the person that they hired to take over for uh, Howard Ashman after Howard Ashman had died uh, before <laughs> finishing um, Aladdin, and so I guess Tim Rice continued to be part of the Disney team. And so, uh, I guess because Tim Rice was the newbie, he was officially part of Disney's B-team, so that's how he wound up on The Lion King, because Alan Menken wound up... I don't know who did the lyrics for the songs. Maybe it was still Tim Rice on... Anyway, but Alan Menken, he was too busy with Pocahontas to do the music for... Uh, do the music, uh, either the score or the song. No! I forgot who does the scores. Anyway, so, it just turned out for The Lion King, uh, that the, the, the songs are by... Tim Rice and yeah. Elton John. I don't know what the the, the different like how they split the work. Like exactly who did what. I, I know. I watched a clip of for this song. Or Can you feel the love tonight? Mm -hmm. That Tim Rice was talking about 
writing the he wrote like 15 different versions of the, oh, okay, of the so he did, words. Okay. I just and then, and then Elton that... John did, oh, okay. wrote the music and he was horrified because they originally had Timon and Pumbaa singing it and not the like yeah it's weird because it's only shift changes but it makes sense that that was originally all the way through it was supposed to be was it the same melody because well were, no were it wasn't supposed, supposed to, to be Timon and Pumbaa he he wrote he wrote the music and everything to be sung by the lions Oh, but, the, but Disney then they had did. Timon and Puma singing it, and Elton yeah. John was like, well, "How it's about no?" Bridged. It starts off and ends with Timon and yeah. Puma, but then it suddenly turns into the top forty cover yeah. hit verse. Yeah, it'd be funny if it was them. Like, can you see the oh, like you a could... Tom Waits song? Yeah, it's it's on the Disney Plus. Oh, okay, no, it. I should have yeah. checked that shit out. But that's not by Hakuna Matata. Okay, that explains why I don't like. Cause like, it's all... Elton John. Like he's not bad, but like again, I like again a couple with this, of the songs, yeah. Again with this movie about Africa, and you already have like the African chorus doing the music, like the doing the working on the score with like Hans Zimmer. Get a fucking African, fucking like make the music actually African. It doesn't have to be oh the whitest choice. Like again, like the, yeah, but here's the thing with this for white people and this shit is the whitest here's the people thing. imaginable. Are you gonna ask Nathan Lane to sing something that's not white? Yeah, that's true too. Yeah. Again, picking the whitest of the whitest motherfuckers, you get fucking And even like a Timon is like I love he's kinda like this New Yorker guy because like the way they drew his hands kinda look like fingerless gloves. He's like somebody from Newsies or something like that. But and it's good. But it's a little bit like I can see why in the in the CGI remake of The Lion King they more specifically went with like black people create throughout the entire creative process both with like more more black people in the cast and behind the scenes yeah because this is just such such a weird hodgepodge of like when they went for white people like again the whitest white people matter elton john ferris bueller and tool time it's just so weird but but it's good it's like like it's a more it's a hakuna matata Mm-hmm. It's a passing, cra- yeah. And they get, they, they're singing, they're dancing, the fucking they're fucking strutting bugs. on a bridge, they're eating bugs. Uh, Slimy fucking, is satisfying. Uh, f- <laughs> uh fucking Pumba. You find out that Pumba farts a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the, the whole... first kids movie character that farted. Wow, that's just. Which really is weird. You went from that, and a couple of, of years later, you yeah. had the farting aliens and Treasure Planet that just Jesus talking Christ. farts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, God, now I'm just telling like not like this movie as much anymore. Now that you pointed that out, this this, this opened the door to so much awfulness and <laughs> following this. But um, I do like he's like, and they almost they got up right to that thing where I'm about to say the word farted, but they they cut it off and like oh not in front of the kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's probably the closest to a fourth wall break in the movie right there. Well, I was watching it this time, and I always thought it was a fourth wall break, but does he say kids or kids? That's because if he it, says kids, I think, then he's, they're just talking yeah, about it. Which you can simple. parse it either way, but yeah. Yeah. But if it's especially Because the first time kid, I saw it, I definitely thought he was breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, you get to see fucking Simba grow his pubes. Mm-hmm. And I thought there was more of a process. There's just like one interstitial mm. version of Simba that you see. Where he's got a little bit of a mane and a little bit of hair on his chest, and then something he's just like a dog symbol. Yeah. Yeah. It means no worries for the rest of your days. It's a problem for your philosophy. I, I never because I wasn't already an adult after this movie came out. I never, like, I've heard so many stories about people like, oh, I'd go on a road trip with my family and would sing the song in the car. And yeah, I could see this, this soundtrack being a big hit with families. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So uh, they eat bugs, and now they are the best of friends. Yeah. Back in the Pride Land, everything's really shitty. 
Zazu sings Small World. Scar hates it. He sings a lovely That's bunch the other of coconuts. Oh, yeah. And then you can't, you're not allowed to say Mufasa, there's a law against it. Because Scar's very thin-skinned. Hyenas show up, say there's no food or water. And the hunting is the lioness's job. But the hyenas claim, man, they're not hunting. And then that's scene now. Yeah, just show that just to show you that things are still bad. I've seen people try to figure out, A, how long this movie takes place over the course of. Mm -hmm. uh, and B, like, exactly when the movie takes place. And it's funny to see people like, well, this, of course, has to take place after 19... 55 in the introduction of the it's a new world ride a small oh, world ride. get out it's of like, here do you think like he knows that song because yeah. he went on the ride at disney world zazu yeah. the bird like yeah. it's like that's not i mean again it's a cartoon that's what you're thinking about that hard but if you're gonna think that logically like why okay yeah. whatever uh what time like how long I, 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 I'm assuming that lions can reach sexual maturity within a year, like most animals. So like, this whole movie could take place within a year, I guess. Yeah. You know? Obviously, it's not like super long. It's not like any of the animals die of old age in the interim, right? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So, uh, elsewhere, the flames are hanging out under the stars, and they talk about what do you think those stars are? Timon says they're fireflies that got stuck up there. Pumbaa says they're balls of gas burning millions of miles away because everything is gas. <laughs> I always love it when the stupidest <laughs> character is the most has the most insight. It's that's mm -hmm. always hilarious. Yeah. Hey, that's our podcast. Oh, wow, I don't wow, know wow, which wow. one of us is that, but <laughs> that's funny because we're <laughs> real joke. life Timon and Pumbaa because you're the skinny guy and I'm the farty fat guy. And, and hey, I'm farty too. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, one more. When I flump myself down on the ground. The mm -hmm. word sex fly into the air. Mm. That's... <laughs> yeah? I'm just laughing at my own joke. <laughs> that only makes sense if you were alive in the 80s or in the 90s when this movie came out and this whole... Yeah, yeah so shut up, Bill. Anyway. After some prodding, uh, Simba says that the kings of the past are watching over them. Everybody has a good laugh about it. They're like, man, that's I do, stupid. Yeah. And Simba's like, yeah, it's really stupid. I'm gonna go away, be embarrassed and sad. So he flops down on a cliff <laughs> and sends a bunch of pollen in the air, and uppity well, yeah, people it, are like, Gadzooks, I read sex, because I've got issues. I do like it. Did I? When I first heard that news, I was like, oh man, this is religious people being crazy. It did turn out that because any kind of like effects like that in a, in a movie, in, an, in, in a Disney movie like this, are handled by the animation special effects department. And mm -hmm. so they did put the words FX in there. As a reference yeah. to like, hey, this is the, we're the special effects. That's like the, an, an acronym for the special effects department. So actually, the religious people were close. Like, yeah, but at the was, same time, but they misread it. Watched, as, but of course, I, the religious people. Were I like, watched oh, it's this sex. a lot back but in the like, day, and I again, paused it and slow mode it, and I didn't. How, I never saw it. How much on the prowl do you have to be for any kind of sexual content to find that? And like, oh, it just, it's it's not like the dicks on the cover of where, uh, it's, just, Little Mermaid, like, they where they're just there. Yeah. This is there's dots in the sky that you gotta be like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Like, I don't even know if that was even before it came out on video, because I think they fixed it for home video. I mean, mm. that, that is one of the best things about, like, the fucking rescuers. Finding out there's, like, a titty picture that they that they didn't find out until after, like, the first wave of home video tapes came out, so they had to fix it, but there's still a million copies of the rescuers out there with, like, naked titties in there. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, yeah, especially... If you're such a hawk that you find that even before the movie comes out on home video, Jesus Christ. Anyway. Yeah. But they wind up changing it. No longer says F. It doesn't say anything at all. Uh, I yeah. guess the fucking... The oasis where the, our, the our Timon, Pumbaa, and, and Simba are hanging out at 
is just like literally a fart's breath away from <laughs> yeah from the Pride Lands because yeah the fucking the sex dust flies in the air and lands in Rafiki's hut. Mm-hmm. In his tree, he sniffs it, throws it in a turtle shell, eats some fruit, and is like, "Oh, he's alive!" And then he grabs his staff, laughs like a madman, yeah, and heads out. I do like the joke of like he cracks open one of the melons. You think mm-hmm. it's gonna be another part of his thing, but no, he's just eating it. Like that that's just a cute joke. Yeah. Yeah. In the jungle. Oh, and then he tries to but they also rub, he rubs a mane on the drawing of yeah. of, of Simba's fate. Yeah. He's like, glad I didn't erase it fully. Yeah. I smeared after... it. Give it a little schmear. <laughs> he should go back and like, oh I gotta touch this up again. This is actually yeah. relevant to my life again. Yeah. Oh man, that was a good drawing. That's just one of my better sketches I've done in a while. In the jungle, Timon and Puma are singing the lion sleep tonight. Which I did see. There was an issue. I guess the company that claimed to have the copyright for that, who licensed the song to Disney, got sued by the estate of the guy who actually did write that. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I guess it was actually an African guy. It was written in 1939. And they were like, what the fuck? We never cleared this for the... So they went after Disney, but then Disney was like, don't talk to us. Talk to these other people. And so, yeah, they there was some kind of out-of-court settlement because of the use of this. Which, that's mm. cute. Again, that's another line, fourth wall breaking thing. But I do love that they... That is a great song, and the fact that he's managed to squeeze this into the stupid movie, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, Pumon, Pumon gets, uh, Pumba. Pumon. Pumon, wow. oh my Pumon. god. That's, just, that's their what? that's their tabloid dating title, <laughs> Pumomba. So. I'm, sure, I'm sure they have to make that joke in, like, the stage play version, right? Because that seems totally, like, up that alley of kind of like, He gets you distracted know. by a beetle, follows it, wanders off. He follows it to the edge of the jungle. He's about to eat it. But he sees a lioness in the distance stalking him, so he says, and runs. They chase all over, stuck in a root. The, the, the Tim, Timon shows up, try to push him out, but then Simba shows up to save him. He's, yeah, fights that lion, and they say, rawr, 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 each other. Then he gets pinned, and he's like, oh, this is Nala, because she did that before in the movie That's earlier. That's move, yeah. Uh-huh. And he's like, it's me, it's Simba, and they're friends. He's excited to see everyone. Yay! Timon demands to know what's going on here, and, and this is his best friend, Nala. Nala's like, man, wait till everybody hears you're alive. Scar told us about this MP, and he's like, oh, uh, uh, what else he tell you? And she's like, ah, it's not important. What's important? You're alive. And also, he's a king? Ah, shit, damn, boy. Simba's like, nah, 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 I don't agree with this. I cannot go back. I don't want to go back, even though Scar's made everything into a shithole. This is the one boring part of the movie, where she has Mm. to spend like 10 minutes trying to convince him to go back. Where it's like, oh, come on, you idiot. Because you know what's going to happen. It's just like, like, okay, like, we understand that you were manipulated and you're trying to run away from your problems. But like, come on. Also, uh, Nala is now voiced by Maura Kelly, another white person, because the important people in this movie can't be voiced by black actors. I do Mm. love Maura Kelly. I don't know what happened to her. Uh, Had a little bit of a crush on her in the 90s. Uh, she was in a, uh, what I still think is a good movie called, oh, God, what's the movie with Joe Pesci and a homeless person? And then the mummy says, I never wanted to be at Razorblade so bad. That's Why are you, what? Honors, I think it's called. The hell is happening? <laughs> she's in the movie with Joe Pesci, where he plays a homeless guy, and she's, I think she's dating Brendan Fraser? And they're like, they're like college students. And then they take in Joe Pesci, who's a homeless guy. But turns out homeless uh, Joe Pesci is like a super expert on like Walt Whitman. And so he helps them pass their Walt Whitman tests. And Maura Kelly's all like, uh, it's a whole thing. But Maura Kelly was one of those people who did a lot of stuff in the 90s and disappeared as soon as it became the year 2000. 
like one of those people, but just because it was the nineties, no, no yeah. more. They, they She's were like, m- more of a TV actress now. She was on the West. Wing. She was infamously. She was on the first season of the West Wing, and her character mysteriously disappears without ever comment being commented about again uh, between well, okay. seasons one and two. Here's Bill's West Wing rant. While I go take a leak, I'll be right back. <laughs> and then, which is a shame, because they, they were obviously positing to her to be the romantic interest for, with Josh. But then she got usurped by Josh's secretary. Oh, God, do you think I would remember her name? Because Josh keeps on yelling at every other goddamn episode in the West Wing. But yeah, Maura Kelly. Fuck, this is my For Honors pot. Is that the name of the movie? I need to look it up just to make sure I'm not going crazy. Moira Kelly uh, For Honors. Or am I thinking of the video game where you beat people up? Let's see. Oh, With Honors. That's what it is. What else was she in? Lion King, yeah, looking at her Wikipedia entry, it's mostly just, yeah, I guess she was a little bit in the Twin Peaks and Chaplin. Now, yeah, she, she just kind of fell off the face of the earth. I always liked her because she had a weird, she had like a weird speech. I don't want to say impediment. She had a very specific way of talking that you can hear in this movie, too, where she kind of, she kind of is, hey, I'm not, a little bit of a Joan Cusack kind of thing. Yeah, Maura Kelly and Joan Cusack are totally the same Pokemon type. What the fuck am I talking right. about? Wait a second. Yeah, we. About? I just. I, yeah. How you doing? How you doing? What are you, what are you Welcome back to Maura Kelly cast. Oh, we're good. Talking about how she could have played the villain in Adam's Family Values, maybe. Mm, uh, maybe. Maybe. But yeah, Nala. she's 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 Nala. Yeah, she asked if Timon and Pumbaa can leave so she can talk to Simba, and she's sad, uh, and and doesn't know how much it would mean to everybody that he's back from the dead. And they nuzzle each other. I trying to show a lion affection when they can't kiss or hug is kind of funny. But yeah, she has to rub his face against him, and that's all like. Yeah, yeah. They nudge. Timon and Pumbaa watch from the leaves like a couple of creepos. I do like Timon. He's like, this is it. We're fucked. Like they're Mm -hmm. wandering off alone. We're not part of the conversation. They're gonna bang and ruin everything. I mean, he's not wrong. Here's a romantic song about how hot they are for each other. Yeah, he suddenly pitches into a singing tune. Arturo's down to two. The sweet caress of twilight. Yeah. Can the you feel the love tonight? Pushed against your thigh? Mm? <laughs> what? What? Mean? Huh? Is the love tonight my penis? Yeah, maybe. No! <laughs> <laughs> it's my special purpose. <laughs> she lick at one point she licks she his licked. face and gives him bedroom eyes and he's like oh, I'm into this I'm thing. into this are they playing because they do the whole thing like, it's, it's a little bit like the little mermaid where they're just like there's a beautiful lagoon and they're playing there is a funny thing where like she knocks him into the water and then she knocks he knocks her into the water and because mm-hmm. I guess she hasn't grown up around a beautiful oasis with a giant lagoon she's not used to getting wet her it is legitimately funny when she comes scrambling out looking like she's going about to die because she's not used to getting wet and then mm. they wrestle, and like he, oh Jesus Christ, I'm watching it now. When he knocks, oh, they also kind of hug. Oh, that's what, that's how she ends up in the grass, is they kind of do a lion hug, literally roll in the grass. I'm surprised mm. Madeline Kahn doesn't show up. We're like, I love the roll in the hay. Oh no, that's not Madeline Kahn, that's uh, What's Her Face from uh, yeah, Young Frankenstein. Yeah. But then, Nala, yeah, he rolls it, and they like, that look, I'm watching it now, and that is totally like. Oh my god, you, I, I know you hate me to bring it up, but can you hear that vaginal ah. clattering open? Can you hear mm. the chains rising out of the water as the drawbridge is open? But she, even, like, watching now, even the fucking Ferris Bueller's all like, Oh, I didn't realize this could be an option. 
I mean, granted, neither of these people have had sex for a long time. They're both justified in being, uh, you know, anyway, like, it cuts back to, it is a funny fade back to, like, Timon watching them. He's got this look of horror on his face. It's funny to think they're watching while they're fucking out in the <laughs> grass. They're like, what? We didn't know this was an eye. Oh, my God. No, what's going on? But yeah. Their stinky trio Dave, is doomed. Dames, man, dames. our history. Yeah. Mm -hmm. God, man. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't remember having listened to the soundtrack as often, at least not the songs from the soundtrack, as often as Aladdin. But like the whole ending of like da, 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 our days are doomed. The whole ending of that song is just really. I'm just watching the subtitles and even I can hear it in my head. But anyway, mm -hmm. so. Nala doesn't understand. Why didn't Simba come back to Pride Walk? He's like, well, I wanted to branch out on my own and be a man. The Scar's King now, not me. Don't I worry was about do it. Do a solo album. Nala tells him Scarlet the Hyenas take over the Pride Land, and they pissed and shit on everything. It's a real mess. Simba can't come back, and he can't tell her why. Hakuna Matata. Hakuna Matata. And she's like, it's your responsibility. And he's like, well, what about you? You have to explain what, to me what Hakuna Matata is. Like, well, what about you? you? You left too. And she's like, yeah, yeah, to find help, and I found you. What happened to you? You're not the Simba I remember. And he's like, yeah, I'm not. Are you satisfied? And she's like, no. It's a good exchange. Just disappointed mm, sounds a yeah. lot like his dad well at least one of them does oh sick burn yeah totally the, the animated gif of the black guys like like going oh shit oh yeah. man I'm fucked she up. doesn't yeah. she doesn't know what he's been through and, and she would if he told her and they're all yeah, fine she fine like, and then they, what's going on yeah you they slam the doors and gosh <laughs> it's, it's kind of like, like yeah. moonlighting you heard so, I heard that so much about everything back in the 90s. If it wasn't about <laughs> Sam and Diane from Cheers, it's like, it's like moonlighting. Mm -hmm. I just want to refer... I Oh yeah, I watched Schindler's List last night. It's like moonlighting. It's like moonlighting. People that are fighting. Between, they're just fighting, you know? <laughs> you know the Jews secretly love the Nazis, but they just put up a front, right? Yeah. Anyway. Um, anyway, Simba goes out in the field and talks to himself about how he can't go back, and then he yells at the sky, You said you'd always be there which for me! Which legitimately wasn't a scene sad that moments. Yeah. And you're not, and it's because of me! But there's a baboon in a tree, and he's singing to him, and following him, and talking about a stinky <laughs> banana <laughs> like or something. He's shit. just already there, yeah. Again, because I guess it's only happening a block and a half away from the Pride Rock, but yeah. Yeah. Um, Simba skulks around and tells Rafiki, stop following me. Who are you? And he's like, oh, you're Mufasa's boy. I know you. And then he runs off and just Simba's got to chase him. And so he's like, you knew my father? And he's like, nah, nah, nah. I know your father. He dead. Wrong again. I'll laugh. I show you. Follow old Rafiki. I show you. Yeah. This is clever. So you know what's, you know what's going to happen, but it is like, yeah. Leads him through various roots and trees and branches and bushes and all this and stuff. And, uh, Leads him to a tiny little pool of water and says, well, look at that. And it says just his reflection. He says, look harder. And then he taps the water and it boo -boo -boo ripples. And then he <laughs> looks like Mufasa. And yeah. then uh, he lives on inside Simba. And also the clouds. He's also in the clouds. That's I probably, <laughs> I should have probably mentioned Jafar. It's not in the reflection. That's you. This, this, this must That's be a little you. weirder. Yeah. Your dad's actually up in those clouds up there. Uh, oh, here he comes. Okay, I can stop stuffing for time. And his dad's hey. like, hey, you forgot who you are. You remember, you gotta be me. Hey, you be you. Hey, yo. Be, 
you remember who you are. I'm out. Peace. Literally drops the, space, drops the gun. <laughs> oh, he flies back to the moon. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Rafiki suddenly had suddenly slipped some fucking LSD into the into the fucking pool. So fucking yeah, fucking Simba's tripping mad balls out here in the oasis. Yeah. But, but those yeah. clouds get away. Drat. Yeah, he goes running after and just the like, Rafiki oh. walks up to Simba and is like, "Wow, that was some weird shit." Weird and wild shit. And then the winds start changing now, and it won't be easy, but what about the past? So Rafiki bonks him on the head, and he's like, why you do that? It hurt. And he says, it doesn't matter. It was in the past, but it still hurts. Yep, just like the past. So you can either run from it, or you can learn from it. He swings his stick at him again, yeah. but he ducks it, because he learned from the past, you see. You Ooh, see, you see. That's one of the secret best things about this movie. This movie does a good job of getting dramatic, but, like, then, uh... Cutting the tension as the result of that drama with a joke, that's not too arch and too, like, this thing where, like, bops him on the head, where it's cute, but it's not, like, a joke joke, like, where it's, like, it feels like they're trying to play to the little kids or anything like that. It's cute and it's funny. It's very Yoda-esque, like, mm. teachable moment kind of stuff, but it's all really good, and, of course, Gravi Guillaume, Guillaume sells it so well, and it's just, like, it's really great, yeah. Yep. Making so, a beautiful uh, friendship here. Yeah, so he's gonna go back to the Pride Lines. Woo-ha! I just yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm gonna take your stick. This guy yeah. does it in a playful way, and then he runs off, and and the music suddenly gets all like, for the first time in a while. Ta -ta 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 -ta. Yeah. Timon and Pumbaa over there sleeping. Nala rolls up and is like, Hey, where's Simba? And they thought he was uh, he was busy plowing her. What happened? And she's like, Hey, he's been <laughs> that in like. Shouldn't you have like yeah, thirty seconds and then he left right now, lady? Like Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. yeah. I did mm -hmm. see somebody was like, they obviously fucked. Like some has, it's it's like somebody online was specifically like it's clear that Simba and Nala fucked before the end of that scene. What is wrong with left. people? And I'm man. like, where do you get that? Like Timon and Pumbaa were watching the whole time during this during the singing. Like, there's what? And I'm like, okay, yeah, okay. Anyway, so the monkey shows up and is like, hey, he's going back to the Pride Lands. You better go. And they're like, who's that? It's a monkey. Is it a monkey? His uncle's oh. a monkey, and his uncle's <laughs> named Monkey Scar. Yeah. Who's on first? Waka waka waka. Waka waka. So, uh, then Simba runs all the way back home to some pumping music and finds it as a real desolate shithole. Bones all He's over like, the ding dong place. Simba says out loud, How the fuck did, 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 did Scar fuck up so badly that he broke the weather? Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Like, like, I mean, I get, I could see how mismanagement of the pride could lead to. Like, maybe they've eaten too many of the fucking gazelles and shit, so there's no food left. But, like, what did he do to, like, there's no grass or trees left? What happened? But, yeah. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Nala rolls up next to him and is like, see, I told you so. It was garbage here. And Simba's like, well, finally got some sense knocked into me. And besides, this is my kingdom. I'm going to get it back. Yeah. <laughs> He'll need help, even though it's dangerous. She says she laughs in the face of danger. Ha ha ha, which is what he yeah. said right before they were wah, attacked wah, wah, wah. by the... Uh, See, it doesn't take much to build a good character. All you have to do is need a little call back to the beginning of the movie, something they did, and it feels like it's, a, it's somebody you've been hanging out for a while if you like a friend. And the mm. kids love that shit. This is a really good... Again, it's just really good storytelling. Timon and Pumbaa are there, too. They're gonna fight with his uncle for this? I <laughs> do love that! Best possible reaction to Timon. Timon shows up, and that is exactly. He's like, "Oh God, what is this dump?" Yeah, that is that is actually my favorite 
gag of the whole movie. Him just being like, eh. Yeah. But they're with him till the end. So yeah. there's a storm approaching, just rolling in. Hyenas are everywhere. What's the plan for getting them past them? A distraction? What's he supposed to do? Dress up and drag and do the hula? <laughs> yes. God, what a dumb bit here. Nah, this they do a luau with the. I rewound this a couple pig. times and rewatched it because the lyrics is just like, be a big pig. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and also this for taste the smash cut of like, what am I going to do? Do the hula to the smash cut of him already doing the hula. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just like really good comic timing. It's really good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, the heinous chase him after they do that. And Nala and Simba enough time to get past him. Nala goes to round up the other ladies as Simba sneaks to another you? way. And Simba moms goes talk to Scar. How there's no food left and they need to leave Pride Rock. There's, it turns out there's a very lush jungle just over the hill over there they could go to. But he's like, I will never leave Pride Rock for reasons we will never specify. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> and I will smack you and justify Simba suddenly did, intervening. Finally. Did you know that lions can backhand? Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Because she and dared again, to mention Mufasa. That's a good moment to have like fucking the fucking. Yeah, well, I do love, like, oh yeah, I'm gonna rewind my brain here a little bit. That's a perfect <laughs> okay. moment for fucking, I'm already getting the names of the, and Simba. Simba is the character that we're talking about, but then, that's a great moment for Simba to step in, and of course he has to wait until his girlfriend gets smacked by the villain. His mom, that's his and mom. His mom, that's, oh shit, that's right. So he's extra just like, I will fucking end you, motherfucker. Mm. And I do love, he is so pissed that mm -hmm. fucking Scar thinks it's Mufasa. And, like, mm -hmm. I love his, like, legitimate terror of, like, oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, man, it's Mufasa. Oh, I'm wait, fucked. no, it's, it's his kid. Yeah. It's I knew Simba. that he's like, oh, it's just, it's just you. Like, he's I knew back. That, like, he's I had a good authority that you were dead. And he, like, yeah. kind of eyes the hyenas, and the hyenas just kind of like, ah. Mm -hmm. He's like, give him one good reason why he shouldn't tear Scar apart. And also, you need to step down, because I'm king now. But see, there's these hyenas, and they say Scar is king, and the lions are like... Yeah, you know. <laughs> so he's the king. But then, uh, what? Wait, my notes make no sense here. That mm. it's it. He, he, this scar sets yeah. steps aside, and that's the end of the movie. He's like, ah, you got me. You got me. You got me. You got Walter White gift. You got me. Yeah. So then, uh, lions are like, nah, we're gonna have Simba be the king now. But Scar talks about how Mufasa's death was actually Simba's fault, and uh, he admits it, and see it was. But he was like, but Simba's like, it was an accident. Though. Again, they have this manipulation being Scar's biggest weapon in yeah, this whole thing. Scar calls him a murderer. It's thunder and lightning. It's not happening all over the place. And he shits, talks Simba, backing him up to an edge of Pride Rock as lightning strikes the rocks below, lighting those rocks on fire. And then Simba slips on the edge. Uh, that's, and hangs I guess, on. because that's, that's another bit of proof that the fucking this is ripped off from Kimba. Is because in one episode of Kimba, lightning strike starts a fire. Oh, so of course okay. it's got to be all ripped off. Yeah, so only two times it's happened in cinema. But I do love that, like fucking Scar essentially puts fucking uh, Simba on trial, where he's like, "Where's your evidence?" Like, uh, like he's like circling around him, like he's suddenly like a uh, prosecuting attorney and like in a court of law or something like that, where <laughs> he's like trying to the trying to turn the court of public opinion against. Uh so, the lioness should have been like, "We don't care, Scar. You you're suck a piece of ass. shit." Yeah, you, Donald Trump of the Lions set. Like get Simba could have swallowed his father in one bite, and he'd still be better than you. Yeah, literally nothing would be better better than you. Like, yeah, this is just, yeah. 
So, Blurrer, uh, but yeah. Simba slips. He's hanging on, and Scar's like, mm, "Now, where did I see this before?" Oh, oh yeah. Again, That's Scar could have wanted to shut his Mufasa look before he did. And yeah. here's a little secret: I killed him. And that makes Simba mad, and he <laughs> leaps up and pins Scar, and he's like, "Hey, tell everybody what you just told me." And he's like, "Ah, come on, man, be cool." And yeah. he chokes him, I guess. Ah, it is kind of weird that, like, <laughs> yeah. Weird. And he's like, "Okay, okay, I killed him. I killed that fool. Oh, I killed him so hard." <laughs> So then all the hyenas pile, dog pile on Simba and attack him, but then the lionesses are like, no, sir, and jump yeah, up and start that shit fighting. Now. And Timon and Pumbaa are there to help beat him away, and even Rafiki does some martial arts for a cheap laugh. He does, like, he even does the thing where someone come, tries to attack him from behind, and he does mm -hmm. the blind, like, like fist back, punches him in the face, like, wah! Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. all very, like... Uh, and then, then Disney made Mulan to apologize for that one joke. <laughs> Yep. So, uh, Timon runs and hides in, uh, from the hyenas the, the, in Zazu's cage. Pumbaa shows up. I do like that. Let, let me out, let me out, let me in, let me in. That's funny. Pumbaa shows up. They call him oh, a pig, yeah. which I guess is a bad thing for him, because they call him though, Mr. Pig. Tim, uh, uh, Timon just, uh, just called him a pig in the little hula song that he did for him. But, yeah, and so, for some reason, they need to do a City Poitier joke. About, because, you know, they call me Mr. Tibbs. You know no, that? I don't. Not that one. Oh, that's, okay, so you know, I guess that's a reference to, uh, that is, yeah, that is Sidney Poitier, right? Yeah. Anyway, but that's, that's, they're referencing an old <laughs> racially charged film, but like, they call why would me they, Mr. Why would that Tibbs. be Sidney Poitier? He's not in the movie. Uh, that's a good question. That is, <laughs> uh, is that not... Yeah, it's, uh, they call me, that's the name of the movie, it's called, they they call me Mr. Tibbs, 1970s movie, okay, yeah, uh, that is just the most famous line from that, because I think someone calls him boy, they're doing the whole racial shit with that, mm. and then he's like, turns out, they call me Mr. Tibbs, but mm. yeah, they decided he gotta call me Mr. Pig, and he Weird. fucks up everyone. Yeah, Simba chases Scar to the top of Pride Rock, where Scar begs for mercy and reminds Simba, come on, baby, we're family, we're family. Oh, you wouldn't kill a family member, he's like, unlike mm -hmm. you, you piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, it's not, it's not his fault, though, it's the hyena's fault, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do That's love, the yeah. ticket, it's the hyena's, yes, yeah. yeah. Scar mm -hmm. sealing his own doom right there, more than anything mm -hmm. he does They're with They're the, the real enemy. With, yeah. Simba says, I'm not like you. I won't kill you. I'm just going to banish you forever. You run away. You never return. But that run. No, that, that, that thing jerks Scar. He throws burning hot embers in Simba's face. That's and he says, no, this made us look in slow motion terrible. <laughs> that never works. Animated, hand-drawn animation in slow motion. Like so many things tried. It just never looks right. And they start boxing each other. And that's when you hear it's obviously an actual lion's like, like that is not Frank Welker, but yeah. You know, <laughs> Scar jumps through the other. fire, and Simba just yeah. says, and throws him off a cliff. Where Scar lands, and he's like, "Oh, I'm okay." Well, this right. is the payoff of the thing with the running gag with yeah. Nala, where like someone Nala jumps on top of uh, of of, of uh, Simba and pins him. But this time, Simba learns to like just kick Scar off. Yeah, he lands in, in front of the, the, the hyenas. Everything's on fire, but still doesn't matter. Hyenas are going to eat his ass anyway. 
Yeah, he's like, oh, my friends. And they're my like, friends. I thought, yeah, I thought, you said I thought we were the real enemy. The way you know he is truly fucked is that Ed, the stupid hyena, he this is he suddenly yeah, unstupefies because now he's also on he the says, side. Of <laughs> yeah, like, uh, that's not good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then audio scar. Although I'm sure I think people point out, I guess scar shows up in something else, which suggests he somehow survives that. But like, uh, yeah, don't anyway, bleh, bleh, bleh. then God, because God loves the lions. Mm hmm. And this, well, <coughs> God not, says, because hey, he loved rain. He loved he loved scar so much. The sky weeped when he died. Puts out all the fires. <laughs> Simba walks, up, you know. Simba walks towards his place of pride rock, and everybody's like, Thanks for abandoning us, you jerk ass. We only had like 12 lions die since you left. It's yeah, all Jesus cool now that you're back. Entire... Thanks. You fucking idiot. And then he said, goes up there, and the clouds say, Remember. And then he roars. And again, that's not, not Frank Welker. <laughs> yeah. A whole bunch. And um, this Simba had pink the whole, eyes. The oh, whole they're land. only pink under, like, because I guess they're supposed to be, like, golden orange. But, like, so much of this nighttime stuff towards the end of the movie, he's got, like, <clears> pink. <throat> like, when he's looking at his dad's reflection in the water, mm. when especially when his reflection cheats to suddenly be drawn a little bit more, like, Ufasi. He's got weird glowing pink eyes. But mm. Anyway, but it cuts to... The whole land nice. turns green. And the, yeah. all the animals that they love to eat show up <coughs> to like, welcome the next kid in the circle <laughs> of life where Fiki holds up the baby. The baby looks around like, what the fuck is going on? And kapoom, it ends. Smash cut to the Lion King end credits, that's it. That's a good yeah. fucking way to... <laughs> I didn't realize... Did, did I make you talk about the Prince of Egypt on this podcast? Yes. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe I did realize this before and didn't then forgot about it until now again. But this is totally how the fucking Prince of Egypt begins and ends too. With like a big Hans Zimmer choral score, smash cut to credits... But this, like, especially in Lion King, I do love the loop of it ends exactly like how it ends with a new kid being shown off to the crowd. And, mm -hmm. yeah, fucking Simba and Nala are proud parents, and everyone's happy to be ruled by the lions again, thank God. And they all turn, they look at each other and say, let's hope we're never on any straight DVD terrible sequels, huh? <laughs> Which I guess they, yeah. Isn't there something that, like, did they put out a movie that takes place in between... Yeah, it's called, like, like The, the Lion King the and a Half. Yeah. One and Which, a half. Which, that's, that's rare to see a whole, like, movie or sequel series that takes place, in, like, in the middle of the movie, but yeah. Oh, well, wow. let's just hope they never do a terrible 3D or uh, computer live, animation quote, unquote, live, live action. quote unquote live action Scare version. Scare quotes of this. as big as the fucking Grand Canyon right there, yeah. Live <laughs> action remake, but. Yeah, that's, uh, that's The Lion King. Uh, it's good. It's good stuff there. It's, it's good. It's pretty. And it's the last good movie Disney made until, like, Tangled. Um, no, you got no, the Emperor's, Emperor's New, New Groove, Groove in there. Emperor's New Groove, and that's the, yeah. You got, you got, you got, you got, you uh, got, uh, Treasure Planet in there. Man. I can't believe we've, we've already talked about so much of the bad shit. And we'll yeah. never talk about Home on the Range, even if you pay us. <laughs> I, 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 that might be fun to bitch about, but yeah, watching I mean, it would for not like an be. awful April perspective, but like, yeah. Well, um, no, watching it would be miserable, but bitching about it would probably be. <laughs> we could just look at some of the trailers and just kind of laugh about how terrible it looks and, oh my god, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, Lion King, actually, still pretty good. I feel a little bit, uh, not that I was shit-talking it while talking about Aladdin, but yeah, it's definitely very solid, though. 
Yeah. It's you know not we... necessarily as fun to watch as Aladdin, but what are you going to do? You know what we forgot to talk about on the Aladdin so. episode, which was fine because that episode was like 50 hours long. Yeah. We forgot to talk about the the 16-bit games that came out, which you can which also tie played. in with this. All I know huh? is that some people really strongly prefer one game over the other. I don't know if it's consistently one well, here's, game versus the other, or if there's like only for siding factions, but... Because Aladdin had two different version ones for the Genesis and ones for the Super Nintendo. The Super Nintendo yeah. version was done by Capcom. Okay. And the Genesis version was done by uh, Virgin Interactive, mm. which... So you would think the Capcom version would be better. The, it... I... It plays better for sure, but the Genesis version was actually like hand animated by a Disney animator. Oh, so that's the th okay, but, yeah. But the level design is atrocious and garbage in that, and sometimes platforms like just vanish into the the background. It's that kind yeah. of game where you can't tell always what you have to jump on. I've tried to play that game many times, and as good as it Ugh. is to look at, it's frustrating to play. Uh, but the Super Nintendo version, the Capcom, is just fun to play. That's uh, but the Lion King is the same on all systems. And that game is hard as balls. It's some bullshit. It's impossible. Are you it's... just playing as a lion? Because the lion yeah. seems like to be harder to control than a person. It's not so much that. It's the levels are, are bullshit and the difficulty spikes are bullshit. The combat's not easy. I beat it F. back in the day. I don't know how. But you can uh. get you can get the Lion King and... What's the other one? They have them. Like they have. They re-released like... them. They re-released them, and you can play them on current consoles. I can't remember what it was. Though. Yeah, I thought there was something recently that where they specifically put out like something at least involving at least one of the versions of the Lion King. From yeah, modern it might consoles. be. It might be. Oh yeah, it's the the Aladdin. I think okay, it's so the. That's... I don't think it's the Super Nintendo version. Oh, Genesis Aladdin. Let's see. I just I watched think... the the SNES. Version. Oh, you can also get the Jungle Book game, which is a poo poo butt. Oh, wow, that is nice animation for the Genesis version of Aladdin. Yeah. So they were making up for the fact that everything else was ter terrible by having really great animation then. Oh, God, the Genesis sound! Oh, oh yeah, don't so you love bad. it? And the like Super Nintendo version has voice clips with uh, uh. Uh, Timon. Every time you like uh, load into a level, he says, It starts. <laughs> really? <laughs> Yeah, I wonder if they there's... actually brought in like Nathan Lane to voice no, one it's, line that they did. It's in this or... movie because when yeah. Nala shows up, he's like, it's "Oh, Stoss. okay, okay, okay." I was gonna say otherwise. You have yeah. you had uh, Scar saying "kill him," and I think you might have had <laughs> one or cute. two more voice clips in there. It was a yeah. finish oh. game, but it was way too hard for a kids' game. I'm watching. So, okay, so in this Genesis Aladdin game, mm -hmm. I guess in the dungeons where you meet Jafar. There's like a Mega Man style like disappearing block. Yeah, that, that level. I, oh, I hate no. that level. No, no fun. No bueno. And like that's not even very good in Mega Man. If you have someone else doing that, but even worse. But that mm -hmm. animation does look really good. But yeah, I cannot abide by fucking Genesis sound. That synthesized sound quality makes yeah. me want to fucking shoot myself. But yeah. no, that's interesting. Okay, it makes more sense. They, it makes sense that they would eventually learn to just to make the one game and just publish it on a different platforms rather but than. I like, separate developers for separate platforms. I assume you used the Super Nintendo Aladdin sounds for the soundtrack for that episode in the background. Was I'm that assuming? what it was? Yeah, I think so. Because I, I would have recognized it if it was Genesis, and I hate the Genesis. I'm not going to live that let that live on my computer. <laughs> like, it's that. I, that's how I feel about Genesis sound chip or sound synthesis or whatever the hell that was. I it's fucking so hate the sound bad. of Sega stuff. Where it just sounds so... Like... 
it sounds sproggy, but it sounds so synthesized. Like, mm, it's, it's not so like Nintendo. It's so farty music. and chunky. Yeah. And I know some people love it, and I don't know what's wrong with those people. At least the Super Nintendo could be kind of weirdly echoey and stuff, but at least it sounds a little bit more organic. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, hoofa dupa nooba. But you can play that on the current consoles if you want and listen to it farted up. The Aladdin stuff? Yeah, because I think it, it's that and uh, Lion King you can That's buy That's why I can't even bring myself to open up like this, like on the Switch Online where the Genesis games now. I'm like, I don't want to soil my TV with that. No! I don't want to buy No! Keep that! I hate... That's the one thing I've learned to like... Even fucking Sonic games. Like, I try to like reach an olive branch out. I'm like, okay, maybe I'm going to try to enjoy some of the Sega Genesis bullshit. But then the sound starts and I'm just like, no. Why? <laughs> Fuck. This mm -hmm. is child abuse. The sound of this stuff. I fucking hate Sega. What are they doing? What else is going yeah. on? <laughs> what else is going on? I, oh. I didn't do, do, do too much this week. I started playing The Good Life a little bit because it's on Game Pass. That's a good life. That is the game that's from the guy that did Deadly Premonition. I love Deadly Premonition. Hmm. Uh, but it's a town that you go to investigate. You're like a photographer and you go to investigate. It's supposed to be like the happiest place in the world. And you go and investigate in the middle of, at, at night. All the inhabitants turn into cats and dogs. What? I'm not that far into it, but it seems quirky and weird. Is so. This is new. Yeah, it's been I'm out looking for a up while. images now. Yeah, been out for a while. Wow. What what platform are you playing that on? Uh, Xbox, because it's on Game Pass. Oh, he said it's on Game Pass, okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. Huh. Aside hmm. from that, I don't know if I've been playing anything. Well, that's fine. I finally beat uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, you did I it! I did not have much left. I was surprised that third mm. island part that you unlock, it mm. really is just like half a dozen story missions and that's it. I mean, there's still some side missions to do, but I didn't realize, like, I only spent like two hours in the last third of the game and just like plowed right to the end. You know, and yeah, it's, really good. it's a pretty good game. Good. I kind of fucked myself by mm. doing all of the side quests and stuff for the first two thirds of the game. So by the time I got to that third last section, where that was so short, I was, I literally had maxed out like all the collectibles in the game, like all the crafting resources. Like I got got to the point that I was constantly selling stuff just to just to clear up my inventory. And it didn't matter because, like, I'd already bought everything worthwhile in the game, so it's like the money was worthwhile or anything like that. I kind of wish I could go back and tell myself, like, don't worry so much about doing all the side stuff. Just enjoy the main story a little bit more. Don't worry about, like, doing every little side mission that the game throws at you. But, like, yeah, I sucked most of the, the, the marrow out of that game. And, yeah, it goes to I forget her name. Good. How'd you like the old lady story? Uh, That's the thing. I need to finish up the stories for the old... Mm -hmm. Do I need to finish up? Definitely the old bow and arrow guy. Oh, yeah, I never finished his shit. Um, I, I finished finish hers. The old lady's story. I think I, I finished remember. Hannah's. Do you remember how it ends? Uh, Yeah, did you find out who, who was behind it all already? Oh, is there... Mm. Yeah, okay, I did get the end of that story. Okay. That's fucked up. There's a lot yeah, of it's that, fucked up. It's not a very happy game. There's a lot of sad shit going on in that story. Yeah. Oh, in, yeah not with, in that game. With what's-her-butt and her brother, yeah. Yeah, it's that. Well, yeah, I, it's weird because there's two main women in the game. There's the old lady, and then there's the younger lady. Mm -hmm. They both look like the same character model, except the old lady has white hair, and the, the younger lady just has brown hair. But I did, I thought there was going to be more of a hint of, like, some kind of relationship between the main character and Yuna, 
I think mm -hmm. Yuna's the one who yeah, the brother. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. And there is a little bit at the end where they kind of like... It's I it almost seemed like she was gonna kill herself because her brother gets whacked halfway through the the, the story, and and like I thought there was gonna be a thing of like you were gonna have to I don't know I thought there's I thought there was gonna be more of a thing between them I'm kind of glad there wasn't it's nice mm -hmm. to play a video game like that word where just because there's a woman in the story it's she doesn't necessarily just become your girlfriend which that yeah. was nice so but yeah goes to Shushima still goddamn pretty you know I made the mistake of what did I go to play. I went to go play something right after beating Ghost of Tsushima, and I wanted to shoot myself at how ugly it was. Pokemon? Oh, God. It was something so f low frame rate. That's... Mm. I knew I couldn't go try to play Pokemon, because, like, I keep on hearing about that is the one bad thing about that new Pokemon. Is it ugly as fuck? Mm -hmm. But... Oh, I tried to play Nobody Saves the Universe. That wasn't uh, necessarily what I'm thinking, because whatever I was yeah. I went to go fire up was, like, a 3D game. Uh, I, I, I did bounce off the looks of Nobody Saves the Universe because it's all kind of flash Saves animated the world, looking. Yeah. All right, no, yeah. Uh, so, like, I'll go back to it and check it out, but just, like, as the first thing I fired up literally five minutes after the credits roll and goes to Tsushima, I was like, I'm just not digging that look right now. Maybe I'll come back. Mm -hmm. Especially because, yeah, it's free on Game Pass, so I could just fire it up anytime. But mm. I did play a little bit of unpacking. Mm. That's pretty good. Although, you play one stage of that, you already get the gist of the game. Kinda, um, but you you go you travel with the person as they get older. And oh, I do. So I did like the first two or three stages, and I was like, oh, it's nice to find out. Like, okay, this is obviously a teenage girl. She has these kinds of interests. It's actually like it's a true role playing game, and the fact that you were just stepping into someone else's shoes and making these creative decisions for them about how they're gonna uh, <sighs> unpack all their stuff after every move. Although I I was a little disappointed to find out. That, like, the game only lets you put stuff in very specific places. Mm. Like, yeah, the, you can't beat a stage, which I, I, I totally makes sense. But, like, you can't just put her soccer ball in the bathtub. They don't yeah. let you do that because they're like, that's not where the fucking soccer ball goes. You have to put the soccer ball, like, in the closet or something like that. You can't put your shoes in the sink. You know, yeah. you can't, you're not, it's not that free. Like, you still have to meet basic criteria to clear every stage and to go on to the next thing. That's cool. Um, yeah. yeah. Hey, going back, look, I, Ghost of Tsushima is the only game I've ever played where I went to a beach area on that and the lighting was so good, I was like, this is what it, the lighting is like at the beach when I go to the beach. It was wild. Like, like the glassy surface of the water and stuff? Not the water, just the light in the air and the feeling, like... Yeah. The lighting is so good in that game. I don't know who their lighting director is, but man, every company should be trying to pilfer the, that person right now. That's the most amazing thing about the, the light and the color in that game. Because mm -hmm. uh, it's not like uh, the, like the actual 3D modeling and stuff of the characters is fine, but like the, I think that's the most remarkable thing. Uh, uh, did you play that on a PlayStation 4? 5. Oh, you did play on the PlayStation? Because I played it on PlayStation 5, too. And I just played whatever the default settings were. I didn't... It looked so good that I didn't even feel like going in and mess with the settings. So I don't know if there was, like, an even higher frame rate version or even a more, like, graphic fidelity version. But, like, yeah, the, the fucking... The quality of the light and the color in that game. Like, mm -hmm. that that was the one thing I was so glad I turned off the Kurosawa mode at the start. Uh, because that robs you of half the fun of playing that game is the vivid colors and the light in that game. And it's just so beautiful. Like... It's, yeah, the environments and that stuff is gorgeous. And it's, it is kind of funny because the first thing that happens too after you beat the game, you, you suddenly find yourself in your, own, in your own little hovel 
that's filled with randomly filled with icons like little paper crafts and stuff like that related to other playstation games for hmm. no reason it's like they're like oh for some reason you've got like ratchet and clank paper craft hanging from the rafters of your little medieval japanese hovel hmm. and uh but yeah no this is it's really good i fucked up that kubla khan motherfucker yeah oh it's so good so I was like, I paused it when I stabbed him that last time. Mm. Like, cause I, I totally got, I got to the battle with him, and I was like, oh shit, I got my last bit of energy. Presumably, this is gonna be the last action action I do in this game. So I used like my super suave tornado move to fuck him up, and just like it felt <laughs> so. Mwah, chef's kiss is very good. It's very. Yeah, they do a good job game. building him up as a bad. Oh, guy. And I forgot. That's not. Mm, that's not actually the end of the game. Oh, I forgot about that oh. too. Mm. Shit goes on after that too. For a little oh, bit, it's right, not quite yeah. Red Dead Redemption, but like there's a little bit more of the story after you, after you, spoilers. You, be, you defeat the bad guy in in the Ghost of Tsushima, but yeah, yeah. I yeah, I, th I think my end mark at the end of the game was 85 hours. Oh okay. So I can't say I didn't get my money's worth out of the game. And th thank you to you and everyone else who recommended that game because that was definitely the best Assassin's Creed slash like Far Cry open world. <gasps> crafting collect-a-thon game that I've played in a while. You know, it's better, definitely better than the last couple of Assassin's Creed that I've touched. Yeah, um, Origin was the last one I touched, and that was good. No, yeah, but, no, I guess Origin was the Egyptian one that I played, but, like... Yeah. Yeah, and I, and, but my favorite thing but about... But they, the, they took shit away from that. Like, you didn't have the Berserker darts in that one, which, what are you even doing? <laughs> That's one of the best parts of Ghost of Tsushima, is you get special darts that you shoot people, and they go nuts and kill it, their other yeah. friends and stuff like that. That's... Oh... I'm still bummed that even after you max out your inventory, you can only carry four of those darts yeah. at a time. Because that is the... I would gladly go through all of Ghost of Tsushima just shooting dudes with berserker darts. So they just... Especially if you can find, like, the boss. Mm -hmm. who, who, you know, like, so he's gonna be the strongest guy. And you keep shooting him with darts, and so he just murders everyone else in the camp for you. It's the best. So good. I love it, yeah. I think I got most of the suits of armor in that game, too, because I got, like, the ghost armor, and I mm -hmm. got, like... The monkey armor, and uh, I did find because I found all the shrines, the the, the the not the shrines, the um, uh, the bathtubs. What are they called? Mm -hmm. Those springs. Where yeah, you go the take hot a bath. springs. I did get the the quote unquote suit of armor that is just you and your underwear. <laughs> so you yeah, can just run yeah, around naked in the game, which is cute. Yeah, that's the one that you can't hear footsteps, so you're basically invisible. Yeah, the guys can't the, hear footsteps. The item description for it is. Your character just saying something like, "Oh, real samurai don't need armor," because mm. I guess you know, and like the, the quote is attributed to a drunk version of your own character. I guess it's just very cute. But yeah, go mm. to Tsushima. Yeah, again, I would recommend it to people just looking for a pretty good time. Yeah, and I think there's a bunch of difficulty modes in that too. So if you're not really yes, there are. That's adept at like. I, I think it has a new game plus mode. I think and you there can unlock the even harder difficulty. Which, it, it's an enjoyable game to play on baby mode, I think. Yeah. I think I played it on normal, which was still fairly easy, but... And you can just, like, yeah, turn on the subtitles, you don't have to listen. It's a good podcast. Oh, I I played the whole thing in Japanese. Man, do you listen to a lot of podcasts? Yeah. I had a problem with my podcast app on oh. my MacBook that it, like, I could not open I, um, my podcasts That's app because... without a... Apple is what I have. I stopped using their shit because their podcasting uh, stuff and their iTunes and everything is so bad to sync up 
I hated it. It made me so mad. I was like, fuck you. I'm never using this shit again. Yeah, somehow my podcast app got corrupted on my MacBook. So Ugh. I had to... There's no way to delete that app because I guess it's part of the home suite of apps on a MacBook. Terrible. And updating it wouldn't fix it or anything like that. So I had to look up a cheetah. Like he had to go into like my MacBook files and like delete this one particular file in the in the podcast directory. And that would yeah, it did let me open up the podcast app again finally because I guess whatever that file was got corrupted. But at the cost of it wiped out all the podcasts that I'm subscribed Ugh. to. So I found myself having to go back and like. What podcast was I subscribed to again? Which I, I had to deal with that shit so much back when I used iTunes. Like my yeah, it, this is the I would first open time. it up and it, the direct it would say, "Hey, your directory's corrupted." So I have to I'd have to oh. go in find my old directory because it all it made a backup yeah. because I guess this happened frequently enough. Copy oh, that man. over and then have it relearn it all because all my stuff was still there, but it was like I don't know. Oh man, iTunes is just. I grew up on Mac. I was a Mac yeah. fanboy for a long time, and they, the iTunes is one of the worst programs I have ever used. It's terrible. It used to be good back when, I'm lucky back in the I, the OS nine days, it was a good yeah. program, but they donked it up real bad. I'm lucky that I'm a really light user of that stuff. I only really just pick a piece of music and just play. Like I'm not, so I don't really like get like what people's problems are with that stuff because I don't like I'm not a power user, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I've heard so many people complain about that stuff. And so things have to get really bad for me to, like, start realizing things are fucked up. And that's what happened with my, my podcast. I were just like, yeah, I just wouldn't even open anymore. There. And, but that's, the, but now, yeah, it's, it's weird because, like, I've been listening to podcasts for, like, 15 years. And now I had to decide, like, it is kind of like, like taking a psychic shit, though, because there's a million podcasts I still subscribe to but I hadn't listened to since mm -hmm. then. Oh, Ro Rocket Ship X X1 is another one I have to subscribe to. Okay, I'm just thinking. There. Yeah, but, um, I was I was cleaning up some photos on my Google Photos this uh, this week, and I saw a photo I took of my iPad or iPhone or not. <laughs> the yeah. iPod, iPod. Yeah. There's so many I think. Uh, back in the day, that I was holding it up, and you could see the podcast app on my i my iPad iPod. Jeez Louise! <laughs> but on my computer screen, it said. I had it hooked up to the computer, oh, and I was like, no. we cannot yeah. find your podcast app on what? your device. Please inst install the uh. podcast app on your device. And I just had a, f a wave of like, oh, yeah, that's right. I had to deal yeah. with that. I've s just even earlier this week, I saw someone like tweeting at Apple just saying, please, God, just rewrite <laughs> iTunes from the ground up. What yeah. the fuck are you doing? There's like mm -hmm. cable, like someone who's like a known Apple user who was just like... This is fucking madness. Just fix this shit. Yeah. And that's the terrible thing, too, because it's been forever since I've backed up iTunes. And at this point, we're so close to the end of the podcast. I I, I think I'm just going to wait until we're done with the podcast before backing it up because my because I'm always ripping audio and stuff, uh, music for the podcast. My iTunes library has grown so much since the last time I've, I've backed it up like a year or two ago. Mm hmm. That, like, I know I should probably back it up now that it's in the forefront of my brain, but knowing that we're going to be done with the podcast in just, like, a month, like, less than a month probably now, like, I'm like, I could just wait. In, but I, the moment, because I'm thinking about that now, it's guaranteed my iTunes library is going to get destroyed somehow. Maybe. But, yeah, but. It's going to happen sooner or later. It's, it's going to happen. It's inevitable eventually, but, like, yeah, I'm like, if I can just hold on for, like, another four weeks. <laughs> yeah, will be fine. Yeah. Maybe. Assuming we have... Yeah, because we have two... Yeah, no, there, there's... Yeah, no, we have... Four, it is four weeks because there's two more Disneys, two more Avatars, and that's it. Yeah. Well, we might do... Yeah. A, a, a oh, we could do a wrap-up or something yeah. like that. Exactly, yeah. 
Um, but yeah, that's yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't realize you had that much problem with uh, with podcasts. Fuck. I mean, yeah. I did back in the day. I'm fine back in the now. day, but like this sucks to. Yeah, but it is like a because like I had been like I probably was subscribed to a hundred different podcasts, which I, of those hundred. I was still only listening to like maybe five, but it's kind of funny to have to rebuild my library again now mm-hmm. too. And it sucks too because there was a handful of podcasts that have either disappeared or uh, because they've joined like the Earwolf mm. library, where like yeah. it's not like they went like paid to play. That, well, like, I, got, I don't have I, access to those podcast episodes anymore that I had downloaded, mm-hmm. but now are gone. I guess maybe they're still. I don't know. But I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't have access to that stuff easily anymore. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. So now, yeah, now I have to resubscribe to the besties and Next Lander. And oh man, Fire Fire Escape, Fire whatever. Escape. Listen to that maniac Dan Riker talk about Dan, dumb Dan, crap again. Dan Riker did have a good stream where I think I was talking about <laughs> last week on the episode on the podcast about how one of my favorite things on YouTube are uh, pr- videos for people who would demonstrate. Nintendo games at game stores like back in the mid 90s and there's a whole one thing about like this whole instructional video for I guess Nintendo would hire people to just like that they would hire people to demonstrate Donkey Kong Country to people during holiday season 1994 so Dan Reichert yeah I guess he found that thing that I was talking about last week and did a live stream talking over that last night and he just spent the whole episode just like (laughs) fucking Almost jerking off over all the free stuff you would get if you worked for Nintendo as like a game demonstrator at like at like department stores and stuff like like you'd get like a free Donkey Kong hat and a free Donkey Kong vest and all that stuff and he was just mm. like oh my god but yeah 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 it was not him being confounded by how to pick out fruit at a grocery store or anything like that so it wasn't like the funny funny Dan Record stuff there was something on the last episode of Firescape though that I was like. Jesus no, it was him. Like him, like he didn't understand how like they're separate bags. Like no, no, the they're the oh, most. Oh, but even re- the more recent. That was yeah. the that was the prior. Well, every one. episode is just like recent one. Yeah. yeah. Um, man, you care about Star Wars? Depends. Luke Skywalker came back this week. Oh yeah. There's a whole big kerfuffle. They actually made him look good. Like the actual CG was. Pretty- yeah, I, I I looked at yeah. that because I was seeing people on Twitter talking about. It. I was like, I, I okay, check that out. And I don't know how it looks on the big screen, but on the phone, on my phone, man, on the tiny screen, it <laughs> looks really look better good. on the phone. Yeah, man. it's actually kind of because he's in broad daylight too. When he showed up the first time, he was like in the dark and stuff, so you can kind of fudge that a little bit. But oh, yeah, kind of. And he's like, it's like half of an episode. It's just him teaching Baby Yoda stuff. So it's not just like one scene, but like there's like 20 minutes of him like being a main character, and it's like this like computer generated Luke Skywalker. Like, especially, like, also, they came out and were like, oh, yeah, that's not even Mark Hamill doing the voice. We just digitally cloned his voice using AI. Mm-hmm. Like, they just, like, scanned in a whole bunch of, like, audio from the other Star Wars movies and told the computer, like, hey, computer, make us make us a voice that sounds like young Mark Hamill, and we can make him say farts if we want to. And that's what they used for Luke, Luke, Luke Skywalker's dialogue. Um, but, yeah. And, yeah, in terms of game stuff, I still need to find... Like, unless I go back to play Nobody Saves the Universe or something like that real soon, like, I've just been kind of, I've defaulted to still just playing Halo. Mm. Just off, just a couple games a day, but, like, yeah, that's the only video game I've been doing since I, because I, I beat Ghost of Tsushima, like, the day after we recorded last week. I thought it was going to take me another week to beat that last third, because each, each, because it took me a couple weeks to beat the first two-thirds of the game, but no, like, it was, like, literally just, I only had a couple more hours to go. 
And so, yeah, this week I've... Yeah, I didn't, I, I know there's a whole bunch of games coming out this month, so I should re really look at a release calendar. Yeah. Like, Elden Dying Ring Light comes 2 out. Dying Light 2 is apparently okay, I think, maybe? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't even know what Dying Light is. Oh, that's that zombie game made by the people who... I mean, they've gotten better over time, but the ones that did uh, Dead Island back in the day. Oh, that is the thing. So it's yeah. kind of... Oh, okay, okay, okay. I played a lot I... of the first game, the Dying Light. But also, I played a lot of Dead Island. Are you not two. tempted by Dying Light 2, then? A little bit, but it's hard to find the time to play it with a kid yeah, who around who doesn't... I don't want him to see Zombombos. You're not me. tempted by Pokemons? No. Oh. So, yeah, yeah. what else is coming out this month that's worth a spit? Yeah, Elden Ring's on the 25th. Oh, oh yeah, I, I don't know about Olympics. that one. Not so much that I don't want to play it, it's more that... Um, those games are always full of uh, bullshit where they're like, oh, if you didn't do this thing in the middle of the game that nobody talks about or mentions in the game, you'll get yeah. the bad ending. So If you didn't pick up this wait. magical horn on the first stage. I gotta wait for people to kind of break that game apart before I can jump into it so I don't fuck up, you know, an 80-hour playthrough and get a shitty ending or something. Exactly, yeah. Also, if you just wait a month or two, you'll get it for half price anyway. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's a good reason for... Uh, Horizon Forbidden West comes out on the 18th. I feel like I should play the I first game. I hated the first game. Uh, mm. It's funny, because, like, gameplay, it's not like... A, yeah, that fucking Native American, like, squaw Indian brave shit, I just thought was so fucking corny. Yeah. And maybe, who knows, maybe the sequel will be different, but... Yeah, Uncharted, the movie comes out that same day, and that's oh, gonna make oh. $5. I don't, even, I don't even like the games. Ah, that's the thing! If you don't like the games, that just looks like a bad fucking straight-to-iTunes movie they made for fucking Russian gangsters to watch. Um... Oh, I did see... Do you, do you care about Gear? Oh, we talked about Guillermo del Toro in the movie. Ooh, on the Bill! Yes, oh, thank you! So, did you see Netflix put out a teaser for his Pinocchio? Oh! <laughs> no, Is they... that Netflix's Pinocchio? No, 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 listen to me. They put out... They, they put out... A teaser for Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, which is just like a, it kind of, it's probably CG, but it kind of looks like a clay animation cricket saying, oh, the Pinocchio story Oh, I story did see that, up. yeah. And then like a couple days later, some <laughs> company put out a trailer for their Pinocchio oh, movie. Oh, good. Wowie, wow, wow, story. wow. Now, who could we get to play Pinocchio? Who is the hottest it guy of the moment? Here. How about oh, God. a middle-aged Polly Shore for Pinocchio? Mmm. Yes. That's the thing you have to if you have not seen this, because like I guess this is a I, this had already started becoming a big thing on Tumblr because you sent me the link this week mm -hmm. and I forgot to respond to you. But I guess this had also be, started becoming a big thing on Tumblr this week too, where they keep on referring to. You kind of just have to fire up the episode. Or fire up, yeah, just look up Pinocchio, a true story on, on YouTube, and you'll find the trailer. And that voice for Pinocchio. I couldn't make it through the whole trailer. I couldn't. It was so bad. So, I guess, though, do we want to talk about who does the voice? Uh, yeah, I said Polly Shore. Middle-aged uh, Polly Shore. Shore but Polly Shore, I guess when he's not specifically doing his Polly Shore stick, shtick, just sounds like a fucking twink. Because he just sounds like this bored gay but guy who's daddy, like, I don't oh. want to be made of wood anymore. <laughs> it's like totally like that. And it's like, I, I'm i like, hey, I have to give him props. That is a new take on the character to be like, huh? No, 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 no. But like, it's just fucking bizarre. 
And I guess his girlfriend is the blue fairy this time, because there's another, like, puppet, but she's got blue hair, so I guess maybe... It's just... This is... Also, it's weird, too, because in this story, it's Pinocchio, but he's, like, a life-sized human being. He's not, like, a little puppet anymore. Yeah. And, just... and he doesn't look the... like still... he's made out of wood, but he is made no. out of wood. Yeah, and he's not moving like a dog. Like, it's just... This looks like shit. But then, yeah, it's that fucking Polly Also, what is voice. that name, Pinocchio? A true story. It's not a true it's, it's story. Inherently... What are you talking about? I think it's their and way of trying to, like... They start it. They start that trailer by being like, you know, you don't know, but you know that you thought you knew, but this is what... And I was like, oh, it's going to be the dark, actual, ver fucked up version of Pinocchio. No, they change it more than ever and make it stupider and goofier than ever. I think because they know what they have is so awful that that's the only marketing angle they possibly have for this is by being like, well, we're going to justify why this is so completely off base by saying... This is the true story, and technically, everyone else fucked it up, not us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. They're blaming the hyenas for, for their mistakes here. Yeah, wow. and yeah. yeah, that Polly Shore. I thought Polly Shore was dead, but no, <laughs> I guess now when you ask Polly Shore to, vo to, to say something and he's not pretending to be. What was his character? The, the Grinch? The Weasel? The Weasel? The Weeze? The yeah, wheeze. when he's not being the Weasel. He just sounds like, oh, oh my god. And it's just, it's, it's, it's kind of valley girl, but is, like, I oh guess no. it's a, some Russian company and they just brought it over oh, here. Oh, I'm shocked. Because yeah. it looks like direct-to-video. Like, it almost feels like something that was, like, originally made in Russia for $5 that somebody in the United States said, okay, well, maybe we'll get, like, the most Z-list celebrities to, to revoice this. Because the whole cast, uh, the named cast in the trailer, it's uh, Polly Shore, uh, What's-His-Face from Napoleon Dynamite, John Hader. and Tom Kenny. Hey, guess what? On the IMDb, that's all the characters that are listed. Oh, that's it? Yeah. That's it. I mean, there's obviously other characters in the trailer, oh but that's God. all that's got listed. Oofa do. Oofa do Pinocchio true story. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you pieces of shit. You motherfucker. Not that there's... There's plenty of room to do new versions of Pinocchio. Mm -hmm. I mean, God knows, I guess we'll see Guillermo del Toro take a swing pretty soon, but like... Oh, God, God. Fuck Polly Shore. That piece of shit. He wasn't even funny when he was popular. <laughs> <laughs> God, just watching... That it just makes me angry seeing that shit. Hey, you know what? <sighs> you know what's good, though? Hmm. We've done all this, and we, I don't think we've ever done a Polly Shore movie, so good for us. Yeah, and the fact that, like, I mean, granted, there's not a lot of Polly Shore out there to watch. But he, he was did, kind of movies. all just sprinkled in all over the place oh, in the 90s. Man. Wait, he was in a Goofy movie. Oh, shit. So we have talked shit about Polly Shore before. Probably, That's yeah. right, because he was the cheese meister or whatever yeah, the, the fuck cheese that guy dude, was. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, because that was his whole shtick. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, fuck. My balls hurt. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, that's my way of saying I saw Nightmare Alley. Oh, The, the okay. new Guillermo del Toro movie that came out and no one's even heard of. Yeah. But it's on HBO Max. It's actually okay. It's mm. like the one Guillermo del Toro thing that, thing that I've seen that's... There's not even any supernatural elements. It's about this guy who works at a carnival who learns how to do, like, mentalist spook show tricks and stuff like that and tries to use that to, to make a million dollars and it backfires horribly. And, yeah. Yeah, it's all fucked up. And then I tried to watch Bing the Ricardos the Aaron Sorkin West Wing guys attempt to make like a TV drama movie about the making of 
uh, I Love Lucy, and it was just so boring and depressing. Wow. I only got halfway through it, and I was like, I'd rather just fucking masturbate to a cup rather than people watching this. Great. Nicole Kidman is trying to be Lucille Ball, but she's not interested oh, in funny and what? stuff. But that's Nicole what I Kidman. did this week. Yeah, it's Nick, and she's not. She's trying. She's at, at least because I've never seen a Nicole Kidman movie where it seemed like she was trying to act. Because every movie that Nicole Kidman is, she's just Nicole Kidman. What about Batman and Robin? Come on, oh, God, Poison right. Ivy. She's like, Wait, hey, was she that? No, that was Uma Thurman. No, she was the other. She was not like. Assuming she's the same one where Poison Ivy shows up, she's like. Yeah, she's like the psychiatrist lady that dates Bruce Wayne. She's not like, yeah. Mm. But anyway, yeah, you're trying to end this. We should write. We have been talking okay, for two fine. hours. Monkey pants. So next time we're going to talk about some Avatar, and it's gonna be the Firebending Masters, the Boiling Rock One and Two, and the Southern Raiders. Yep, our next to last Avatar episode, Avatar to the Party. Penultimate. Penultimate. Oh man, yeah, shit goes down. They're gonna go be fighting down. people and shit like that. There's gonna be a jailbreak out soon coming up. Oh man. Oh man. So that's next week. Lion King, Akuna Matata. Akuna Matata, yeah. Ain't no passing for I gotta go fart. Yeah, I already did. <laughs> I gotta, yeah. No one wants to stand down, Warren. That's true. Yeah, I do like when it goes like a Southern Baptist, like, when he's like. And over the shame. Like, yeah, the sound of the thing of my name. Yeah, that man again. I've not listened to that soundtrack in 20 years, but it's so, still so. It's like it's burned in the back of my head. Yeah. Like, fuck. Cannot say the same thing about fucking Pocahontas or Mulan or any of those other movies. But yeah, you know what? It's funny because, like, of the Disney Renaissance movies, the only two I saw in theaters were Aladdin and The Lion King. So I'm totally. The like people like me are the reason why those movies were so spectacularly successful because they were able to lure guys like me in to see them. Like even random assholes who were in like like too old to be paying to go see those movies went to go see those movies. And yeah, Pocahontas just totally swiped away <laughs> all that goodwill and just like ugh. So yeah, that's it. That's the end of the golden Disney golden era right there. That's. Yeah, the end of the second renaissance. Well, I guess the first renaissance, but like the end of the second Disney Golden Era is right there, yeah. Yeah, and then they flounder Ooh. trying to figure out what stories they should do. You thought about any more about what what the next Disney thing yeah, you want to tackle not is? Not too much, no. Yeah. Somebody did suggest. Oh, shit, I should look up real quick on Twitter to see if anyone's responded to our Tardy the Party. Bambi 2? <laughs> I guess we could just. Like, the guys Revenge! Completely, completely out of the blue. Uh oh, Philip F. He says, "Well, he'd love to hear us dis discuss Princess and the Frog. Uh, we could should consider talking about walking. Shut the fuck up, Bill. Read correctly. <laughs> Waking Sleeping Beauty. Oh yeah, I've seen. Actually, I've it's seen actually that. on Disney yeah. Plus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised it's on Disney Plus because it's not too favorable. Because that's for the whole Disney. point of it. Yeah. Yeah. I remember seeing that at the movie theater with Annie when it first came out. At least when it was came to Portland." was actually shown at the oh god the Hollywood theater and yeah we're actually it was fine that was cool yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll probably I'll probably do Princess and the Frog for one of them yeah either to end on I would or, assume for that I guess we don't have to do them in order but I would say unless we're gonna do like something that takes place after Prince and the Frog I would assume Prince and the Frog would be the last one but, but like I said yeah that's totally up to you we got, you got weeks to figure that out so weeks weeks and weeks and weeks we have so much time so okay this is us we're gonna go 
gonna go. You gotta tend to your own your own child. You're, I'm gonna. You're, like, you're such a good Mufasa. I'm gonna pick Bill up and hold him over the edge of a cliff, <laughs> and it, we're both gonna just stumble, bumble, and fall to our doom. Yeah. Oh no, Lilo and Stitch are gonna come by, and oh no, they're gonna cause madness and uh, shenanigans. Shenanigans. We gotta go. I'm gonna go eat some bugs. Hi, right, me too. Go to the garden to eat worms. Like grub, because it's the actual grub. But then he also calls it grub. Okay. Nala bedroomized, Nala bedroomized the end. So long! Get out of here! Goodbye! Take care, guys. Okay. Oh, man. Like, did they sit down and, like. Did someone, like, have to, like, talk to their wife and be like, honey? Sounds really weird, but we got a horny lion in our movie. <laughs> you mind laying back in the bed and giving me the horniest look you have? Because I need reference for this, because this is just... I don't know what I'm drawing here, but yeah. Yeah, please. Please. Please, please pretend to be a horny lion. Please, <laughs> Can you lick my face? <laughs> lick my face. My first crush was on a Batman cake, but my first sexual feelings were about Teenage Simba. Because he was super hot, and I still actually find him hot. <laughs>